Oh, music first. Mark, I like that. What is it? What does that mean? Well, we're supposed to play the music. Oh, yeah. Do I even have that anywhere? Have I got that audio file? I could play it, I think. Don't break anything. You've, you've no, I'll break something. Taking six hours <laughs> to set this up. Thank you, as always, to our regular podcast sponsors for their support. Topo Maps Plus, a phone application that allows you to view topographical maps, track your location, even without cell phone coverage. Go deeper into the backcountry. Rios Floating Polarized Sunglasses with 100% UV protection for the love of water. Bluey Merino, Australian superfine merino wool base, mid and top layer garments. Where our story ends, yours is just beginning. Caribbee, one of Australia's leading backpack, travel and outdoor brands. They supply us with dry bags, waterproof day packs and expedition bags. Supporting our sponsors allows us to continue to produce this podcast. So please jump online and check out what they have to offer. Oh, how's that? Professional right there, guys. <laughs> welcome. How you doing? You got your song. You made and, it happen. Uh, well done, man. Yeah, Death Knight's given us the the double horns. Good on you, mate. Well done. Uh, where do we start? Craig, how you been, mate? What have you been up to? Oh, I've been pretty good. You know, a lot of um, hanging out at home, though. That's the, 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 the way it is at the moment. Yes, it is uh, It is the story of many of our lives at the moment. Tidying up my studio, you know, hanging out here with the kids. Today was the first day I left my property for... I couldn't tell you exactly. It's somewhere in the vicinity of 20 to 30 days. That's and unreal. It's that weird. Yeah. And, yeah. and also, I have not driven my car in that time. So driving here this morning was a bit weird. Wow. I felt like I was going really fast. Wow. No, man, oh, that's different because I've been able to go to work still. Yeah. So, yeah, to be all, um, yeah, not even leaving the, the house, eh? And you're the first, apart from... Um, Looking over the fence, saying "g'day" to the neighbours. You're the first person that I've, I've, uh, I've seen. Um, I feel privileged. I also hope I don't, you know, break it all for you. Yeah, I know because you're not going to catch anything off me. But I, I don't know if I trust you. There's been multiple times that you've Jam. given me germs. Jeremy, Jeremy <laughs> bastard. Yeah. All right. Well, here we are. We're on. Yeah. Good. We got there in the end. Have we said hello to everybody? Yeah, we have. Nice. Oh. Perfect. Mark, did you say where you're from? I don't think you did. Who said that from the... Oh, Death Knight's from the US. Mm. I don't think Mark said where he's from. We know where Odd Bjorn's from. He's our friend from Norway. Uh, who was a guest? He was actually a guest on the podcast. Mm. Uh, that was an excellent podcast. He was one of our first guests. And he's a landscape photographer, does fantastic stuff, both on um, YouTube and Instagram and, and all those sorts of things. Uh, did you watch his Christmas kind of special? Yeah. 
with in all the snow. He kind of snuck out and got a few shots. Yeah, I think that was really good. I yeah. watched it with um, my two eldest boys, and I was I actually sent him a message. Oh, this Christmas just gone right. Oh, Mark's from Canada. Wonderful. Oh, get a get a Canada. Got a bit of a nice representation here. Uh, this is good. Hey, if anyone has any questions, I mean, we're just going to talk rubbish and do our usual thing. But if you want to start shooting questions at us, um, we'll sort of jump to it between news and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, did you finish telling me about what you've been up to? Mm. <clears throat> yeah, mate, I haven't been up to too much. I've been, you know, learning how to use some power tools, actually. Oh, wow. It's a bit That's scary. a big step up. <laughs> Nothing good... serious at this stage, but <laughs> um, because I'm stuck here, I've just been, you know, getting some little jobs done. And This room looks better. Did you put up that shelf? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. <laughs> It's level and everything. I did that. I That's did quite that this good. week. Thank He's got you. A new shelf up there. I built a little table here. It's nothing that um, anyone else couldn't do. But there you go. I like it. And I put some more foam on the wall over there. So. I did see that. The first thing I saw was the extra foam. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so yeah, I've just been working hard, man, at, at work as well. So yeah, it's the weird thing for me is I see my neighbour who is. Uh, uh, well, one neighbour's a school teacher, so he's actually gone back to the office, although there's not really many students there. Uh, he's there. And my other neighbour, uh, coincidentally, took a month off because they had a new baby. And um, it happened about two days before lockdown. So mm. he actually went to work um, and then he got got the call and had to go to the hospital. So it's been real weird because all day, every day, he's banging and cutting stuff and, and uh, he's built a new shed in the last couple of weeks and he's doing heaps of work in the yard and I hear him working all day long. But I work from home and my work hasn't been affected and, I mean, I've got to be grateful for that, obviously, but it does mean that uh, I haven't really been doing any magnificent projects or anything because for me it's it's exactly the same as my normal schedule i i get up i do do what i do and then turn up to work and um if i've got time in between now it's been spent homeschooling well that's fun anybody who hasn't hasn't done that that's that's great that stuff that's been tough actually but a lot of my um a lot of my clients and my work they're a bit vulnerable um, a bit frail, so we end up having to reschedule. So I'm just sitting at the office answering phones and just twiddling my thumbs a lot, actually. So that's been really strange and kind of hard, harder than you think to be. Um, yeah, that, that sounds position. tough, yeah. Well, it kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. But no, we've, we've, um, we've been keeping busy in some ways, but uh, I haven't been doing my usual work anyway. Um, Odbjorn just said, uh, many thanks, boys. Had a blast on your podcast. Totally. Uh, it was a good podcast. Really enjoyed that one. And I've been talking to Odebian, if I can let a little secret out of the bag. Craig, you, you and I have discussed it. 
I hope um, Audubon, it's okay for me to mention it, uh, that we're going to be getting Audubon back on. Hopefully that's in the, the near future. We're just trying to work out times and dates. Not so much as a guest. I mean, obviously he's, he's a guest, but as a as a landscape photography expert that he is to kind of join in that conversation and actually be able to be uh, somebody available to you guys uh, to actually give you some knowledge because everything we know about landscape photography, we just make up or we just copy Audubon. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we just watch his videos and do what he does, wear funny hats, grow our hair long <laughs> and um, pretend to be Audubon. Yeah, it'd be good to get him on again, talking about um, cameras and stuff, I reckon. Yeah, absolutely. And it'd be good just to have that that person there who you can uh, you can actually ask the question and say, hey, this is something we struggle with. Uh, mm. What do you do? Or, or what's your five tips? Or what's your um, best pieces of gear? Yeah, you can get pretty... Um, Audubon's laughing. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's probably laughing at the hair reference, not so no. much that he's coming back on as a guest. He's got the best hair, man, even even though I'm sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little offended. <laughs> uh, no, he's got... he's He trumps me. Um, mm. Yeah, Kia says that it's a good problem to have, but it does make for a weird life. You're right there, mate. Mm. Um yeah, go to work as normal, and then once you get to the weekends, you can't go anywhere. That's it. That's strange. Been, been awful. Uh, but, gee, I reckon we could dig pretty deep into landscape photography one day. I think we can because I don't think we've ever touched on it properly. I mean, even when we had Audubon on as a guest, we were, I guess, learning a lot about his landscape and lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, not <clears throat> so much the art of Landscape photography, photography which, which we should is, talk about, for which sure. we should talk about. I wonder if because um, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, well, I wonder if most of our um, listeners actually just take a, a phone to take photos, or whether a lot of them do carry a, a decent camera. Yeah, um, I reckon it's probably somewhere split down the middle. I think. Yeah, I reckon there'd be a bit of both, and um, yeah, if you do start to take it seriously, you can get pretty deep into it, eh? Yeah, cool. Oh, so. So Audubon is laughing at the podcast. Yeah. And we've all got weird hair nowadays. <laughs> That's true. That's it. Four weeks ago, my hair was the length of Craig's and then once Just... lockdown happened, I actually um, tidied up the sides of my beard last night because I, I really looked like I'd been locked down <laughs> badly. Yeah. Locked up. It looked like I'd been locked up. Locked uh, up. You know, for drunk and disorderly or something. Homeless person. Hey, I'll tell you what. I, can I tell you what I've been up to? Yes, please. That, I was going to ask. I've been doing a lot of burpees. Were you joking when you... When no, I've been you, doing it. Have you been doing it? Yeah. But you haven't said anything. Am I supposed to be saying things? Oh, I'm a bit preoccupied. No, 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 I know. I just thought that I misunderstood your comment. No, no, said, man. Oh, I said, no, hold, good, hold man. my beer. I'm yeah, going to yeah, start yeah. No, doing no, I, I got, that's what I got. Let's and then do it. <laughs> when you didn't, when you didn't post <clears throat> the next day. back on the post, I, I thought, oh, he's um decided, he's just sort oh, he was just joking. No, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, what I did was, uh, I've been doing, um, I'm trying to create a new habit, right? And I decided that uh, 
I'm a terrible morning person, so I'm kind of creating this morning routine. And one of the things that I hate, I like to start the day with things I hate, is uh, <laughs> is burpees, right? Uh, if you don't know what a burpee is, I'm sure the US people do. Audubon probably has no idea. It's from a standing position. You squat, go into plank position, which is like a push-up, bring your legs back up and stand up. Variations are push up at the bottom and a jump uh, out of the squat. So I've been doing that for a week or just over a week, every morning, minimum of 10. And I thought, I just I just put a post on Facebook and said, does anyone else want to do 10 burpees a day throughout the whole of uh, May? And mm-hmm. well, it was about... Eight or nine people said, "Yeah, we'll do it." Which Odbin says he has no idea what a burpee was. Hopefully, my explanation was good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, every day. Yeah, we were only a couple of days in. I haven't done mine this morning, but that's going well. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of that <clears throat> is not is not to. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to get fit from ten, twenty, thirty burpees a day. I think what's going to happen is I'm going to build a, uh, I'm going to build a habit of getting up, getting the blood moving. I might add to that as a workout or whatever, mm-hmm. and I've I've already added other things to it uh, that I do after that. Isn't it weird though that I've got to ask you what you've been doing, and that's your answer these days instead of oh yeah, out doing some wild. You know, right, no, it's but that, I guess that's what uh, I guess that's what I'm trying to do is because there was a uh, there was a period there for a few weeks where I fell into the routine of everyone else, and and, and I bet everyone listening, I bet everyone listening says the same thing. That first couple of weeks, all of a sudden, the rest of the family's home with me, and they're not normally home with me, so I fell into their relaxed routine, and I started skipping my workouts I started uh treating every single day like it was Saturday or Sunday as mm-hmm. soon as I finished work I'd just sit around and and cruise and play with the kids or whatever so uh mm-hmm. part of this was to get back to uh, a routine where I'm actually getting active because we are lightening up our uh restrictions here where we live in the state we live and we're actually as of this weekend. First weekend, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we're allowed to visit national parks again. Not all of them, only the ones that are open. We're allowed to have picnics. We're allowed to travel 50 kilometers from our homes, uh, which is the reason we're here mm-hmm. um, today because Craig, the COVID-19 rules are, allow Craig to have a visitor and um, he's lucky his visitor's been in quarantine. He's a lucky boy. Uh, that was a long, long way of, of saying what I'm trying to achieve is I want to be ready for when things lighten up even more and we're allowed to camp and do overnighters. I want to be fit. I don't want to, I don't want to get to the end of this quarantine and then all of a sudden be super unfit and, uh, have to sort of get back into shape. That's Mm. my, um. That's my motivation. Yeah, Kia says he finally got a hike in yesterday too, so he's probably had a bit of time off with the lockdowns. 
Yeah. Oh, it was Kia that was saying that he's going to um, work as per usual. Oh, yeah. But still, he would have been... Uh... Kia, you're from Australia, aren't you? I'm I'm 90% sure you oh, are. Okay, cool. Tell us where you're from, mate. Yeah, he just says the first overnight is going to be good, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, where did you hike yesterday, Kia? <clears throat> Jodes, g'day, mate. Jodes is in the UK somewhere. I can't be specific, but he's somewhere. Everywhere. He's everywhere. He's all over the place. What else we got for you? Oh, this is another uh, COVID-related uh, positive. I'm, I'm pulling lots of positives out of this. Mm-hmm. Is I ordered a whole bunch of books, mm. about six, six or seven books, and they've been turning up over the last two weeks. And I don't know if you listened to the last podcast. This this is great because this is actually a visual medium now. Uh, I can hold up that. Look at that. Oh, it's going to be backwards. That's okay. I'll hold the book backwards. No, no. <laughs> uh, if that is backwards, it's... Um, whoa. Whoa. Oh, hey. <laughs> it's uh, The Snow Leopard. It's, it's a book that I read an excerpt from in the last podcast because I read a book about Nepal yeah. and that was one of the uh, the, the short stories in there. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. I've only just started it, but it's um, I didn't realise at the time that it's it's from the 1950s or something oh, when right. he wrote that. So he was experiencing Nepal and all of that countryside uh, way before this kind of – this era – but the interesting thing is, and I guess the sad thing is, already in the start of that book, he's talking about uh, how badly the the landscape's being destroyed. Oh, right. Uh, and that was, you know, a long time ago. If my maths are correct, it's somewhere around 70 years. Pretty good. Give or take. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so that's good. I got another book. Has anyone heard of a book called Walden? Uh, Henry David Thoreau, I think, is the author. It's this guy who was. Oh, Kia, you're um, you're a Queensland All right. guy. Oops. Good on you, man. <clears throat> I didn't realise you're a Queensland. I thought you were from Perth or something. I get confused. I get. So many conversations going. Um, yeah, South Diagula. Mate, that's Diagula's our local. Yeah. I'm up near uh in on on the north side, so I hike in Diagula as well, but obviously in the I hike in the Mount Me section. Craig comes out there a bit too. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so we're just on the northern end of the of the same national park. How cool is that? I had no idea. Mm. This live thing's good. Actually get direct answers and learn stuff. That's it. This is great. All right. Uh, death Knight. I feel like every time I want to say Death Knight, I want to say Death Knight. That's it. Almost. Oh, wow. Death Knight, you actually had uh, you actually had coronavirus. Is, is this what I'm reading? You're almost fully recovered. 
wow. from having the virus. Uh, haven't been able to hike or go outside for mm. walks, and it's nice. Mate, I'm glad to hear that you recovered. Yeah, definitely. Recovered safely. That's um, that's good to hear, but I think, to be honest, you're the first person I've ever spoken to who's had it. Uh, thankfully, our numbers are few and far between here in Australia, especially locally. Uh, mm. Our area, our, our state's getting down to zero numbers of cases per day now, which is which is good to see. Um, oh, wow. And it's good to see that Kia has <clears throat> first day and he's just, he's gone home. Yeah, first day. First day, you're yeah, allowed to. First day he's, he's allowed, Kia. Was it busy, Got mate? It. Was, it, was it busy out there? That's a great question. I was um, tempted to do the same thing and was thinking there'd be lots of people on the trail. So I bet Diagula was pretty busy yesterday. I wonder if all the... Um if all the roads were open, you know, all the four-wheel drive tracks as well. Kia says, uh, Kia says he's hoping to do a south-to-north route hike one day. That'd be pretty serious. Like, that sounds like a, that sounds like two or three days. What do you reckon? Depends what what trails you talk. It gets pretty rugged through there. If you try to go yeah. from I mean, if you were idiots like us, you probably could do it in a day. But uh, so I think South, kill South, yourself. South Tiagula probably um, just comes up over Mount Glorious, does it, and then heads back over to Mount Me. It's further, a bit further down than that, I believe. You, yeah, you're close, but I think it's a little bit further down. Mm. Uh, and then obviously it goes all Mount the way Nemo up as well. Yeah, it be... also goes up <clears throat> to Woodford. Of course it does, right yeah, out to Woodford. That's where it stops, is that Rath Downey Road. Yeah, where those campsites are out at yep. Archer and stuff. Yep, that's so right. that's a long way. That, it is that a long might way, be yeah. a few days. Uh, sure. Kia says cool. he, there's only about seven cars at the trailhead and only really passed oh, wow. three on the road. Just not what I was expecting, so that's good. That's great. That um, Robin, did you just look up um, Diagula National Park? Oh, right. Robin, can you... Um, Remind me where you're from. Were you in? Are you in Sweden or are you in Norway as well? I think you said you're in Sweden in your email. Just confirm that, please. I don't want to go saying well, things. It'd be quite different then. And it? also, while you're there, have you? Um, well, you probably haven't because there hasn't been many podcasts. You haven't embarrassed yourself in front of any um, people at work. Mm-hmm. That's right. From Belgium, moved to Sweden last year. Listens to our podcast while she's working and laughs and <laughs> uh, the um, tenants look at her strangely. Yeah. That's right. the impression I got. <laughs> Mate, this coffee cup's not going to fill itself. Yeah, I was thinking I might have to <laughs> run out to that little machine I've got. <laughs> Get a couple uh, more. I'll give, you some, I'll give you some news on – I was speaking to um, – Oh, look at that. I said she again. You said that. You said that earlier, and I apologize, Robin. Robin is a he. I didn't get the. <laughs> I right? didn't get the comment earlier. You said something about um, you taking back your gender. Yeah, look, 
I'm here to get my gender back. Oh, dear. It's a... Oh, that could be one of my... Okay, don't worry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for being so... Okay, so when I got an email from Robin, uh, nowhere through the email did it have any... As you would expect, emails don't really lend mm. themselves to if you're a male or a female. Uh, Robin, pretty typical female name. I'd go as far as to say I'd mm. never met a male Robin before. Uh, so, um, Robin Williams? Well, I've never met him. I probably never will. <laughs> no, you probably won't. Uh, the, um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. So now Robin's just laughing at us. <laughs> it's, it's good. Great. Um, oh, now Jodes just jumped in and says, Robin, my name's Jody, and I yeah. always get um, slapped Same with the thing. whole girl thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I made a, a huge assumption because Robin was talking about his children and I automatically... Uh, just I, I, so in the last podcast, Robin, I would have been saying she, she, she. You did. I would you have. I, well, I had to. I wouldn't have said it. No, it's from Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> so I've yeah. Oh wow. man, well this is setting us straight, isn't it? Uh, right now, <laughs> with <laughs> everyone is, listening. What is Kia saying? Tom, now you know how Craig feels. Yeah, what yeah. What does that mean? What? Yeah, because I, I put my foot in it sometimes and I get some, you know. Oh, I, I thought he some, meant. I've got to dig my way out lots of times. I thought he meant put now me you know the, how it feels. To be uh, put on the spot. With Tom mistaking you for a yeah. girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> Happens all the time. I always call him she and her when we're out hiking. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, darling. <laughs> and what I'm talking about him when he's not around. Oh, yeah. Did you go to, you go to did you get, see Craig on the week? Yeah, I went to her place. <laughs> <laughs> she was good. She's great. She's okay. Uh, yeah, I do, I do know how Craig feels. Um, <laughs> Kia's saying, bingo, you, you enjoy this. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Okay, great. This is I can't even retract this because nah, it's live. No, nah, we'll be talking um, about this for ages, mate. <clears throat> what I need to do is tactfully change the subject uh, to try and get the the focus away from me. Hey, uh, speaking about uh, people putting their foot in it, we got another email from Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's- <laughs> no, you have not earned the right to go there, I don't think. Oh yeah, no, we got to we got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. Got to keep this moving. This is live. People are trying to have breakfast, dinner, uh, moving beers. right along. Too. Moving right along. I'm going to make a coffee. Got an email. Got an email from uh, from Ginger, <clears throat> and uh, she said she she writes, and I'm not saying this is not negative. She writes a massive emails. It's it's uh, I think it's just that. Um, that kind of generation, the way they would communicate is is much better than our generation where it's a two-line email. Mm. So she writes me these big emails about yeah. what she's up to and detail. She yeah. sent me a photo. Have a look at this photo just so you can realise. Yeah, yeah, she sends, she's high tech. It's on your desktop? What? Check it out. 
my it, computer's running slow. Make it bigger. I'm trying. Look how slow it's running. Did I just not click on that? Oh, here it is. That's her ice climbing a, no. um, a, wow. a waterfall. <clears throat> How many uh, frozen waterfalls have you? No, none. How many? Zero. Was it zero? It wasn't one, was it? No, it was zero. Zero. Impressed. Wasn't two? Did you do? Have you climbed two ice waterfalls? No, zero. Zero. Just checking. Zero. Because she's sticking it to you again, mate. Oh, she's great. She's. I don't know. I got. She's she's good. She's good. Uh, she is thrilled to hear that we're back on with the podcast. And I think if anybody's listened to the last podcast, you'll understand that there's been a lot going on here. And uh, I don't think I have to go through all that again. But I'll just quickly apologise for the for the gap between Christmas and the last podcast. Uh, so. She says it was great hearing us back on, even with the risk of hearing another foot-in-mouth comment from, well, she actually says you or Craig. Mm. I was just about to say I don't make foot-in-mouth comments, but I have done it live and everyone's going to remember. Mate, we're going to remember that. We're going to have to verify gender. The day the I, I am going to have to, anybody, it doesn't matter who. It Steve, doesn't matter. Steven. Hey, Kia, yeah. are, you, are you a... Male or female, I'll just mm-hmm. go to check everyone. I know Odbian because, um, and I know Jodes is, uh, he's um, he's male of the male gender. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Ginger was saying that she got out and she, and that, that was one of the last things she did was she um, ice climbed with axes and everything up this uh, this frozen waterfall. It looks, it looks so cool. I said yeah, I'd, does, I wouldn't actually. mind doing that one day, but I don't know if I'll get the chance. I could probably climb up a flowing waterfall. That'd yeah. be the closest we'll get to. Well, I'm, I'm glad this is adventure-related, mate. Otherwise, I'd say, what's the relevance of this? We don't need to hear this at all. Oh, look, look anything where she's she's um, having a go at you is relevant. You've got to remember that. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, And she said she's... Yeah, so she mentioned that she did the ice climbing, and she said... Um, that when she gets out, she's got a few things um, planned. And she says, tell Craig that Grandma Ginger invites you all to join us next time. Okay, I can handle that. Kia, oh, I would love to. Kia, yeah, Kia's of the male gender. I I got that one right. Hooray for me. Uh, yeah, what that sounds like to me, Craig, is... That she's, she wants to invite you somewhere or where she can kind of push you off a cliff or something. Like that. That's what it sounds like. She can watch me cry uh, as I... While as I... she's making me a, a coffee and oh, yeah. unwrapping my picnic lunch and everything, she'd be, you know, trying to set you up. Right. Maybe not off a cliff. Maybe just for an ankle twist or something. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even just even just hiking faster than you. Or, that'd be <laughs> that'd be enough. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would um, chicken out on some of her adventures, so um, that would make her happy too. That I just yeah, that sat in the corner down. crying, you know. Yeah, that you didn't even let me go leave home. the house. I want to go home. She says she looks forward to the next podcast. Yeah, no, she's good. But there's a warning. 
heed the warning, Craig. The uh, warning is, remind Craig to stay on his toes. Mm. This grandma can swing a mean ice axe. Jeez. That's what I'm talking about. All right, that's next level. She's got it in for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's ruined everything. That escalated, but I like it. I do think that image is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good on you, Ginger. Should keep, ask her if we, can, in. if we can put it somewhere because I like it. Yeah, it's a great photo. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Hey, what I was going to say uh, before I realised what I'd done wrong with Robin was I was speaking to uh, the guys at, uh, or one of the guys at Topo Maps Plus, and that's a, not only a sponsor of ours, but it's an app that allows you to. Or how would you even say that? It tracks your trails, plan your trails, measure distances. They just keep adding functionality to it. Now, at the end, I know some of our subscribers actually uh, have this app now. Some of some of our listeners might remember the last podcast of last year where I said that uh, in the new year we would actually be doing a giveaway of... Uh, a 12-month subscription to that service. Is that right? I think yeah. I forgot that. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you uh, turned up to this because you're learning something. Yeah. Uh, and in actual fact, I think it was two two subscriptions, two year-long subscriptions nice. for listeners. Now, I was speaking to him last week and I said, look, it's really difficult with uh, the current situation and where everybody's at. I don't want to go giving away a uh, fantastic, oh, Mark says, excellent app, use it all the time. Good on you, Mark. They'd yeah, love to hear that. They would absolutely love to hear that. Uh, and I'm sure Mark would agree that the functionality that they've added in the last couple of updates is really cool. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But back to the giveaway, the... Um, I said to him, look, it's going to be really difficult with everyone having different restrictions. And he said, look, it, it doesn't matter. When we get ready, when we get to the point where we, we give that away, uh, we'll just wait until those, whoever that person is in their region, when they come online and they're allowed to hike again, then we'll start the 12-month subscription. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so basically when we work out what that is and how we... We choose uh, those people. Don't worry, yeah, because yeah. you're not you're not going to have a, a twelve month subscription where you sit around for four months and can't use it. Um, that's not a problem. But um, oh, that makes sense. That's good, mate. Yeah, really? Mark said that just made it better. Yeah, there's there's things that in the past, uh, and you'd know this from most GPS devices, is you have to have them on the whole time to um, to record the trail, right? Yeah. So there's new <clears throat> there's new things that they're introducing. And, and the cool thing about Stephen, who's the owner and uh, the tech guy, is he's a mad hiker, mad hiker. He actually created the app because uh, <laughs> Josh, wow, you don't hear from Josh 
until we say the words giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a guy that when he turns up hiking, he has little um, baby tubes of toothpaste. And Craig says, where'd you get all those from? He says, oh, I just send uh, emails or letters to, <laughs> to toothpaste companies and say, hey, I'd like to try. I'm thinking of switching toothpastes. Can you send me some samples? samples? <laughs> <laughs> and send him these uh, hiking size samples. That's uh, so, so funny. I thought Josh was probably going to pipe up and say, mate, that you've got the app and still doesn't stop you getting lost. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be his next comment. Yeah. His, yep, his yep. comment on um, about when we first suggested doing a live QA was, oh, it'll. Um, Oh, what was it? It was pretty funny. It was something about, oh yeah, Tom, we're lost again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I mean the start of this the start of this was like that. We were lost. Oh, absolutely. For thirty five minutes. <clears throat> I'll take some of the blame for that. We went to the wrong place. I keep uh I, I, I keep um getting losing my train of thought. Oh, I'm talking about Topo Maps Plus. They have a feature now where you can set your route, uh plan the trail you want to go on. Then you can Turn the uh, then it oh, Odbjorn's Odbjorn's leaving us. See you, mate. <clears throat> Thank you, Odbjorn, for jumping in. Yeah. Yes, we're going to speak soon, and uh, no problems. He's got an early start tomorrow. Odbjorn, we're going to talk to you real soon, mate. We're going to get you on on the podcast. Good on you, mate. Take care. Uh, back to the app. So you can switch the GPS off then. You can you can turn the you can turn it off. And now when you turn the phone back on two three hours later, and reconnect, it'll it'll uh, tell you where you are on the trail. But it'll still you'll still be able to calculate the distance to where you're going, because that's obviously a lot of the problems with other GPS is once you turn them off, uh, they don't they can't calculate how far you've been. Yeah. And it gets really confusing and frustrating. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it's uh, obviously they explain it much better than me. But like I was saying before, he's a mad hiker, and the only reason he created this app was because he wanted the app for his own personal use. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was saying to uh, one of the other guys there last week, I said, "Well, that's you know you're going to get a good product if someone's creating it for themselves, and then." You know, releasing it to everybody else. Didn't it get someone out of big trouble? Um, I see you, Kia. Thanks for thanks for jumping in. See you later, Robin, as well, and Odbjorn. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Good on you. Thanks for joining us. That's been fantastic. Uh, sorry, what were you saying, Craig? I think it got someone out of big trouble, didn't it? They went out it did, on their yeah, own. Yeah, one of that's exactly right. One of our uh, yeah. one of our podcast listeners actually was out. I think the way the story goes. It's it's on one of our old podcasts, but I think the way the story goes is they actually uh, were out, then got lost, then somehow had uh, not somehow. I mean, it's it's commonplace in some countries to have uh, phone reception, just <laughs> not Australia. <laughs> Those guys were just saying goodbye to Obvious, not us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, that's good though. That's fair. That is. That's nice. That is super polite. Key is not going anywhere. Neither's Robin. Neither is Robin. Oh, g'day, Andy. 
Andy and Heather watching from the UK. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Right near the beach they are too. I hope you guys are safe. And thanks for sticking around, Kia and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, I'm not very good at this thing. Don't know what's going on. What is this? Everyone starts saying goodbye. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> Normally we just chat, man. This Normally is, we just chat. This, this is, is super distracting. Too this hard. is entering into the 10 minute mark on me trying to say one thing about topo maps. Come on, get it out. Get it out. Uh, yeah, so the guy got lost. He downloaded the app. He worked out where he was. He hiked out of trouble. He got to safety. How cool is that? Yeah, because you'd mentioned it one because, day. So. Yeah, because I'd mentioned the, the app on the podcast well, well done. all the time, he, uh, he remembered the name and he was able to download it well, while he had a connection out there and get home. That is a cool story. Oh, I've got a... Uh, this, this is cool. I'm just I'm moving along, moving along. What, this fits in with the whole snow leopard thing. Have you seen this video? It's um, what they've done in Pakistan is they've set up these high-definition cameras all around the place because the snow leopard is so elusive. It's, they say in the article it's one of the most difficult animals, definitely the, the most difficult cat in the world to to learn about because first of all the altitude that it lives at mm-hmm. is inhospitable to humans for the most part and it's hard to get around and obviously their agility puts them in in ridiculously steep dangerous terrain so this is really hard to study so they've been going out and putting in these um these cameras and, and yeah obviously motion detection cameras and stuff and this one just recently so this article was from april 15th uh not long ago at all it's captured this um snow leopard call it's a male snow leopard and i'll I'll, as usual i don't know if you youtube um if you're a youtube viewer who has never listened to a podcast on highgoodeye.com under the podcast page. I have an entry for every single podcast and I'll do the same with this. And if you click on that, you'll get to an entire page of anything I've spoken about in the uh, podcast and you'll get all the references. So be able to watch these videos or if I'm talking about a book, I usually have a link to that book uh, and so on and so forth. So if you're not familiar with that, you will be able to check out these things later. What's going on over there? Josh is saying good morning. Oh, Josh is saying good morning. That's <laughs> good. It's about so time he was polite. Let me hear this. Okay, listen to this. Let me get my volume up. I'm just going to... Um, Move my mic down there. I hope it doesn't make too much noise. This is a male snow leopard. Even the footage is cool. Check this out.
explain what's happening. I can't see you, Mike's in the way. No, I can't yeah. see. Oh, he's just jumped down. Get ready for it. Huge tail. It's, yeah. Oh, that's insane. Wow. <laughs> What's going on? How cool is that? I hope you heard some of that. This that guy looked was, great. And I then he know, just right? walks out of frame at the end. Yeah, it looked Amazing. like it was all planned. Amazing footage. Yeah, incredible. Fantastic to see. There's, they give some stats there. They're, they estimate there's only 4,000 to 7,500 snow leopards left in the wild. So learning about them now through these cameras is, is obviously uh, much more advantageous than, it, than it's ever been to try and get out and get data about them. So, yeah, the, the altitudes they live at are between uh, roughly 10,000 and 17,000 feet. So you're not even going to see one until you get to 10,000 feet, which is, as I said before, mm -hmm. it's pretty difficult to get up there. There's highly elusive... There's actually another. There's actually another thing. This is pretty cool down the bottom of this article, and you'll be able to scroll down and see this. It's uh, it's got another link here and says you might also like let's play spot the snow leopard, and if I just click on that, Craig, yeah, <clears throat> their camouflage is ridiculously good for their environment. Like, check that out. I'll give you a few seconds while I check. Uh, what's going on over here? You won't find it. I I spent five minutes looking at that thing. Did you? Yeah. No, I can't. It's oh, just above your mouse. Up here somewhere. Is that it? Up here? Yeah. No. I'll show you what, when you click on this image, it actually shows you. Oh. <laughs> it's insane. It looks like... The, the pattern of its dots look like it's little rocks. Looks like it's made up of little boulders. Uh, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. that's another reason why even if you were out there trying to study them, you could sit there all day and not know that there's one sleeping 50 metres away from you. Which part of the world do you reckon that was filmed? Um, Pakistan. Pakistan, you said that. Oh, yeah. Right. Which is interesting because they've got more... Uh, I've got more media from Pakistan. I've never ever mentioned Pakistan, and now I've got two Pakistan stories. Jeez. They're in the news. They're in the news. Hang on, I'm just checking. Uh... Oh, Stephen, are you... Stephen is... He's secretly watching. Thanks, mate. He just sent a message in Facebook. Uh, he's enjoying it, so I'm not sure what's wrong with Stephen. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh, here's a pretty uh, Australia-specific story, but I will I will tell it anyway uh, for our Australian friends. There's a new walk. If you you're probably not familiar, Australia doesn't have that many. Um, walks 
long walks, multi-day walks, like somewhere like the US has. Uh, and we certainly don't have any that, I mean, if you, if you mention the Appalachian Trail uh, to people around the world, they automatically know what it is. Anyone who's done any sort of hiking is familiar with that. And they've got a couple of others that I can't remember, uh, which, you know, big name hikes that people all know uh, around the world. But we don't really have that. We, we might have one. We've probably got one that other people would know, and that would be the Overland Track Tassie, yep. in Tasmania. I'm talking about foreigners here. Uh, so anyone overseas may know the Overland Track, but there's no way they would know the name of of any of the, I don't reckon they'd know the name of any other trail. Yeah, right. Uh, but this is this is kind of a uh, they're set setting up to create one in the Blue Mountains. The Blue Mountains is a I've never visited there, but from from the imagery I've seen, it's absolutely spectacular down there. Some amazing uh, amazing landscape. For sure, uh, if you're sitting on your computer, guys, yeah, Google uh, the Blue Mountains, Australia. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. So what they're doing there is setting up a 316-kilometer loop uh, that will go, will link the Blue Mountains, Wallandilly, and the Southern Highlands together. There's a map here, Craig. We'll get rid of that ad. Check that out. So it's yeah. absolutely huge. Yeah. And then it says later on, don't worry, you don't have to tackle the entire 316 Ks. They're going to have smaller day walks and uh, overnighters as uh, part of the part of the trip as well. But what's what's so different? What's so different about this for us in Australia is that it's hitting. It's hitting um, towns, and that's not usual. Normally, our multi-day hikes, like if you want to talk about the Overland Track as an example, uh, even if you want to talk about that, uh, what was that one that Andy did, the Australian Alps or something? Australian Alps, yeah. Yeah, I don't believe that there were many touch points there. He had to go out, Very as he did in Tasmania, he had to go out six months in advance and plant food in massive, massive um, tubs that he would seal and he would chain them or tie them to a tree and basically come back months later and know where, where that food was. Mm. So we, it's very rare to see a hike that actually drops into towns, which means that you can set something up for the first, well, I say for the first time, to my knowledge, I think this would be one of the first hikes where you could actually set yourself up and have have food drops so that you're not carrying. I mean, how long would it take to do that? It'd have to take th three to four weeks, wouldn't it? Because mm. you think um, Overland's 60, 60, 70 to 100 kilometers, depending on which route you, you take. Yeah. Even when I did the 100, it was uh, took me seven days. Yeah. So, and that was not 
having any rest days or taking it easy. So That's you good. you got to think that 316. That's fantastic. I would also suggest that some of this terrain would be as brutal and steep as uh, yeah, as some of the stuff we went through on the overland. So they're going to have some cabins. I don't believe there's there's been any mention of cabins yet. Just I think they're talking about campsites, uh, which I think I'd probably have to say that's a good thing in a lot of ways. But then when you arrive at the towns, you can have accommodation. When you arrive right? at the towns, you could have you could have pre-booked and you could drop in. They look like they'd be a day apart. They look like they're about a day apart. It actually says here, Balmoral to Hilltop's only 7Ks. Not far at all, you might. They might be half a day apart. Depends on the terrain, yeah, obviously. Does, yeah. But that's great. But uh, yeah, you could make a decision. Go okay. When we get to that town, we're going to um, book a room. We're going to have whatever. a shower. Yeah. We're going to wash some clothes, restock food because I've got the, my food delivered to this place where we're staying yeah. in a parcel. Uh, no, that'll be popular. It's, it's an It will be popular, and I hope that it takes off because, as I said, this is a very very different type of hike for Australians because of that reason that you have yeah, that's right. a, an opportunity to duck in, move through a town, restock, resupply, and then move again instead of doing food drops or trying to carry 21, 30 days of food, which is obviously, I'd say, near on impossible. Mm, I guess some of those trails would already be there. <clears throat> uh I believe you you write on that too because it does mention that it joins up some. Hey, everybody uh, who's who's listening, feel free to jump in that chat and ask some questions. I mean, I will get to some questions that I've got from listeners, mainly you, Jodes. But if you want to jump in and ask a question while we're talking, go for it. I'm real flexible. I'm just that kind of guy. <laughs> you just do whatever you like. Enjoy yourselves. Yeah. You so just... that's pretty good news. Yeah, that's great. I'll, I'll look into that. So this is new news um, that yeah. we'll learn more about. Yeah. What I are they going to call um, it? The Great Baragarang Valley Walk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Baragarang Valley. Look, there's a wow. picture there. You got to you got to assume that you, that you're moving up and down through those valleys and doing some of those brutal climbs like we did in Tassie, yep. where you you go over a ridge and hmm. spend the whole day climbing up the next one. Yep, nice. No, it's great. I thought that was uh, that's only recent news as well. That is exciting stuff. That's World that's the sort of walk thing in the midst. Yeah, that'll be great. That's something I would definitely sign up for. The, the problem with having done, the problem with having done the Overland Track, knowing it so well, and knowing just how beautiful it is, is uh, we don't have the choices that that you have in other countries. And and another walk like this is mm. it'd just be great to know that it's it's set up for that duration and then you can really go down and do something crazy down there because other than that um there's really only remember that green gully track yeah robin <laughs> he's uh, he's going home so that going to bed or something i don't know <laughs> uh 
he's just giving. Oh, it depends on the time. Stick. It could be really late there, I think. Um, yeah, thanks, Robin. He's apologising for putting me in an awkward position earlier, <laughs> but it. Uh, <clears throat> thanks, Robin. I liked it. It turned. In, yeah, Craig enjoyed it. It yeah. turned into. Uh, well, he thought it was pretty funny, so it turned into comedy gold. Apparently, mm-hmm. yes, we'll keep. We'll catch up. Take care of yourself, and we will do uh, an entire episode on on hiking uh, and camping with kids, mate. So keep an ear out for that. Okay. Thank you. Right, that's good news. Anyway, full of good news over here. What else did I have? Oh, this is... uh, This is... Oh, you know, I like to throw... I have a pretty wide, a broad... uh, I cast my net wide Mm -hmm. when I'm gathering uh, outdoor-related... Topics. Yep. Sure. Sure. So they're not. They might not be hiking. They might not be climbing or whatever. Uh, but I. I think they're of interest. And as I've said before, I like to think that some of our listeners find this uh, at least mildly. Okay. Interesting. Hey, what what would be if you were a what is it a a long a long legged fly. Just kind of like do some method acting here. If you were a long-legged fly, what mm. would be the worst way to die or the most embarrassing way to die? Um, a long-legged fly and you're... Uh, oh, I can't, I can't give away that. Nothing? You got nothing? Caught in a spider's web. Wrapped oh, that, up. yeah, that, that's a pretty good one. No, it's not. It's hor- It'd be horrible, but it's not embarrassing. Now, the most embarrassing way to go, I think, would be to get caught in amber or pine resin or some kind of resin. Resin. Oh, okay. Uh, while you were in the act of fornication. What? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much. I mean, you, you go out on a high, right? Yeah. You're having the time of your life, bang you. What is a, a mother legged fly? Well, it looks like a mosquito. It, it kind of does, doesn't it? But this, so they found some, uh, they started finding. <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing at the photo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a photo of these two long legged flies uh, in the. While they're mating, they are, yes. they've obviously got caught in this resin and perfectly preserved. This amber is in the vicinity of 40 million years old. Oh, so you can't come across any long-legged... Oh, I don't know. I don't know if they've mutated. I don't know. It's hard to tell the size of this. That that might be... those flies might be that big. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't show any reference to size. But but you can see there that the amber has, has perfectly preserved them. So what, and there's a bit of a nerdy bit, it's quite funny in this, where apparently the uh, the southern hemisphere is not that renowned for 
these kind of archaeological finds, especially amber, apparently something to do with climate or or the way uh, mm-hmm. things happened in Pangaea. Do you recognise that name? Mm, yes. Yeah, Pangaea is an awesome Brisbane band name, and yeah. they obviously stole it from the... You can't get their stuff. Well, you probably can. I'm just saying I couldn't find it. Uh couldn't find it. I used to have an album. I don't know if I've still got it somewhere. Mm. Anyway, the, these guys are really excited because it's basically this this amber has uh, has put us onto the map for actually being actually having these kinds of things now, which I guess is good for somebody. Oh, Kia knows Pangaea. Really? That's cool. No, they were an awesome band. Ben, um, Eli, wasn't it? Ben, uh, it was just... Oh, no, no, yeah, it was It was Ben, the bass player, and the guitarist from... Regurgitator. Regurgitator. No. Uh, not the drummer. And uh, Quan, the guitarist, did not sing in Pangaea, I don't believe. Because Ben did. Ben, Eli did. I think so. I think. Yeah. So, but then when they they split off and did uh, started Regurgitator, another great great band, Regurgitator. Look it up. It's a '90s Brisbane band. Mm. Uh, Craig and I have both seen them live. You've seen them live, haven't you? Yeah. I actually don't know if I ever got to see Regurgitator live. Yeah, I saw Regurgitator live, and I was very impressed with their um, just everything. Their the show and the way they... There's lots of other bands that like Resin Dogs and all that um, Yeah, that I did get to see. Very closely related. It's got the drummer and stuff, yeah. Kia said he saw their reunion gig after Regurgitator split up. Oh, right. That's cool. I think I vaguely remember seeing that. Um, what's that? Uh, 5-I-E-I-E. <clears throat> First of all, Hello, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. What is that? Is that a, is that, that's, that's going to be a word. Potatoes, or no. That's going to be a technical term, isn't it? Oh, wow. Kia used to have a bass guitar signed by Ben and Quan, someone. Stole it. No, no. Well, that sucks, man. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. No, well, it's uh, good that if we did Vage off topic there, um, you know, even Kia knows of them. Yeah, that's, that, that's amazing. <clears throat> uh, Back to topic, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm struggling to find that. If that's a term, uh, if that's a term about archaeology, I'm not familiar with it, and I can't find it in the in the um, article either. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Mm. It puts us on the map for archaeology, and I thought it was interesting the way they died in love. <laughs> in love, <clears throat> not a bad way to go. Uh. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to keep going with... Uh, oh, my 
back's getting sore. I might have to get that coffee soon, mate. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not for <clears throat> it. You're going to start asking some questions. What are we doing next? No, no, because I need, we, we both got to be here for the questions. Give us a little I'll, bit. I'll of go a, into the, I'll just go into Tom's magical uh, mystery yep. media mashup. How about I go into that? Yep, sure. And uh, sound all right? Yep. Back soon. Same again, please, mate. That was, you did well taking my instructions. Craig's leaving to, uh, he's going to make me or both of us a coffee, which is really so very kind of him. I think he's doing it just to kind of impress the, you guys who are watching and listening because he would never normally do that. Uh, it's hard to get anything out of him ever, really. Okay, I want to talk about this. Uh, there's a mountain in Antarctica called Mount Erebus. Erebus? Don't know if I'm pronouncing that probably, but <clears throat> I somehow stumbled across this this YouTube video, and again, I'll share that link with you guys. Uh, it's fantastic footage of... They're doing a search and rescue uh, training flight, I believe that's my understanding of what I saw, or at least what I read in there. And this guy's taken a camera, and he's filmed flying across Antarctica, and it just looks like a wasteland. It's completely flat and white and then out of the middle there's this active volcano and they uh they fly right over and and do circles right over the top of this volcano which is has steam coming out of it i had no idea that i knew of that mountain i knew it was there but i had no idea that it was active that's incredible so it's pretty cool footage it's not really it's not a story or a uh, a, a film of any sort, but I just thought it was interesting, interesting watching. It's certainly spectacular. I don't think that any of us are ever going to get to hike there. Pretty sure they're not opening any trails down that way. And there's another documentary that, <clears throat> <clears throat> excuse me, has another documentary that the Pathan Pathan Project, the Pathan Project. It's a forty-five minute documentary, and with all the uh, COVID nineteen coronavirus stuff, they've actually made it available. I'm not sure how long it's going to be available. So uh, when I get when I manage to get the show notes up in the next couple of days, I will post that on our Facebook page, and you'll be able to go and get the link. But in the meantime, if you looked up the Pathan Project, P-A-T-H-A-N Project, this is the other Pakistan story I was talking about. Uh, these guys decide that they want to go and climb these uh, unclimbed routes in Pakistan. And when you look at the terrain, I have to say I really didn't have any idea how firstly how vast it was how extreme it was there's some of the shots uh there's a fantastic drone shot that cruises down this canyon and i'm going to go out on a limb and say 
it was as deep, if not deeper, than something like the Grand Canyon. It didn't have the width, but it was insane. And the the rocks, it really looked like it had been carved out, and it goes right down to a wedge at the bottom. So they're traveling. They travel for a few days to to get to spots where they're going to start climbing. Now, a disclaimer, I've only watched about <clears throat> a third of it, so I haven't seen how it ends, but and I wasn't going to mention it today for that very reason because I didn't want to recommend anything that I hadn't seen. But I think that uh, I wanted to get this out to you in case you're still stuck in quarantine because I think it's a good watch. It'll take up 45 minutes of your day and it's fantastic. Best watch on YouTube with your uh, subtitles engaged because uh, there's a lot of different languages going on there. So that's a pretty cool documentary. I'm going to kick over to some questions now. I can hear Craig uh, tinkering away there, making me a coffee. Oh, he's, he's coming back just in time. <clears throat> Here you go, Mott. Thanks, man. That's weird how it's backwards. How you wrote my name on my cup. Have we done something wrong? Cheers. Okay. I don't know. I could make the obvious joke that we're always backwards. Always. Oh, that's hot. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, good timing, mate. I just... Uh, <clears throat> you'll have to listen back to the uh, audio later. I was talking about this, the other Pakistan story which this group of climbers goes and climbs these unclimbed routes. I was just telling everyone how crazy the uh, terrain was. I do want to show you something real quick. This one particular drone shot um, where I guess, like I was saying, I just didn't understand. Ooh. I just didn't understand that that, Wow. That's what it's like. I don't know what I thought. I was thinking more flat desert with maybe a a spine of ranges, but this is it's just all over just out peaks, of control. All directions, not just like a ridge. No, it's it's as far as you can see. Uh oh, yeah. Look at this trail. <laughs> you love your heights. Oh, Did you see that? Yeah. Check out uh -huh. this shot. I want to show you this shot. Oh, no. It gets better. Look at that. That's what I was just telling the guys about. Mm. Look how deep that gorge is. It's a wedge. Look how small the people are. All right. And they're walking around the edge. Look at that. No way. Insane. Absolutely. <laughs> this This shot here is pure gold. Incredible. So, yeah. Worth watching, I was saying, I've only watched about a third of that, but I'll probably finish it um, tonight or tomorrow or something. All right. <clears throat> We're going to questions. Excellent. That's Does anyone in the chat have a question? Because, I mean, look in, in case. No. <clears throat> Do you have any hike, or it doesn't have to be hiking related, 
Let's start with hiking related. Is there any thing about gear or uh, how how we do things or just anything about hiking that anyone wants to know? Fashion. Jump fashion. Here's your man, <laughs> right? Hair and fashion, makeup <laughs> for on the on the trail. He's world renowned for it. So jump in the chat and, and say stuff. Uh, in the meantime, I'm jumping over to some nicely prepared questions that Jode's sent. Okay, I'll get us started. He is extremely excited about this. Okay. Right. Uh, the, the great thing about Jode's questions are they will really get us thinking. I deliberately didn't read through them all properly or spend any time thinking about them because I wanted them to be uh, just to be a, a kind of as natural a reaction as possible. His first question is, okay. yep. who is Tom and Craig? Who is Tom and Craig? Oh, Jodes is excited. Ah, bring it on, he says. Who is Tom and Craig? <clears throat> that That's a great question because it's a... There's so many different ways that you can approach that. Mm-hmm. My my assumption is is who we are when we're not hiking. What okay. do you want to talk a bit about what you do? Yeah, yeah. To make to make your bucket loads of cash. That's that's <clears throat> it. That's it. Well, yeah, I don't always hike. Um, I have a job, a full time job, so I'm working as an audiologist. So. If you do know what that is, some people, when I first started doing it, no one even knew what we were, but yeah, I had to study hard, got a master's degree and ended up, um, yeah, just, uh, basically testing hearing and hearing aid fittings and been doing that for a long, long time now. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. Yeah. I've been doing it for over 10, maybe 15 years now. So that's good. That's, that's what I do, um, n- most days. But, um, you know, make sure I take some holidays and get out, have some, some fun on the weekends. Is that what you mean? I think so. <laughs> I mean, I, what, what I like about the question, and that's what I like about uh, a lot of things in, in Q&A sessions, is yeah, yeah. it's open to interpretation. Yeah, I mean... I'm sure Jodes, is, he's, um, not, uh, he's not shy. He's going to tell you in those comments if, if either of us get anything <laughs> wrong. He'll be the first to... Um, yeah, yeah to tell us that's that's the the professional me i've got you know the three kids that you may hear running around upstairs soon um yeah i'm surprised we haven't That'd yeah be hilarious <laughs> <laughs> and um and you know i've been playing music and in bands for many years and have have read so much about how to engineer sound and been playing around in studios for a long time um so yeah that's my other interest hmm but don't get paid for that sort of stuff, do we? No, there's no, no. money. No money in Not that. Not with cold hard cash. No, you get paid in uh, in um, beautiful experiences. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Josh, that, that's that's Craig. Who's Tom? Oh, Joe. Joe just says it is an open question. Incredible, <laughs> Craig. Uh, Josh, I I have seen excellent question, Josh. I will get to that one, mate. I could finish this one off first. Uh, who is Tom? <clears throat> uh, where do I start? Jeez, we're going to have to have some background music for this. We are. 
I don't know where to start. If I talk about right now, I'm a, a website, so a digital producer, which is basically managing teams around the world to, to build websites uh, for clients. And prior to that, so at the moment I work for a company, but I work from home, which is nice because I'm cutting off uh, about two hours, two and a half hours of, of transit each day which is obviously more time to do other stuff. And prior to that, I worked in some of the biggest or definitely the biggest advertising agencies in Brisbane, uh, about five different ones over the last 10 or 12 years. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I built up uh, the skill set to where I am now and made all the contacts that I have. It's not really it doesn't i don't wake up in the morning and get super excited about building websites but i don't i don't hate it and that's a really 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 good start because i have done jobs i've hated and yeah. it is it's grueling to to turn up and have to deal with people you don't like or a a, a, a job you don't like it's tough so that's um <clears throat> That's a plus is I do enjoy it and my skill set just means that um, I can do that. I can do it quite well and I enjoy it and I just like having a good laugh while I'm doing it. It's not, I try to keep it as lighthearted as possible, not take anything too seriously. But outside of that, you see, that doesn't really say much about me because it's so far removed from the person that I think I am, I put it this way. <clears throat> if I met someone for the first time and they say, Hey Tom, um, what, <clears throat> what are you all about? I'm not going to sit there at, and say, well, I'm a digital producer and I get websites built <laughs> because as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't say anything about me. If someone said, what are you? I'd say, I'm the guy who, you know, it gets in the fire pit in the backyard and, and cooks a, a pork roast in a camp oven or a chili con carne or um, <clears throat> I throw some axes in the backyard. In fact, Josh has, has been there to at least four of these events mm -hmm. and we just throw axes and we sit around a campfire and we talk and laugh and last time Craig and I played a bit of guitar and some dirty banjo and... That that to me, that represents me better than uh, than the, my work role. But I come from a background, quite a creative background originally, uh, which is again why I'm lucky enough to be able to manage all of our <clears throat> our social media streams and everything like that. It just happened to have that skill. Hmm. Uh, but uh, I originally was a huge surfer, surfed a lot. I lived in a place called uh, Noosa and uh, I Josh says best campfire chili. I do. I am I proud of my chili that. con carne. Yeah. Um, yeah, I surfed for a long, long time. That's what I thought I wanted to spend the rest of my life doing. That's why I moved to that to that area. And I surfed in uh, Fiji, 
and around Australia. I've surfed in San Diego. I lived there for three months and I, I really enjoy it. I did enjoy it every now, once a year or so now I'll, I'll go and do that. But it doesn't have this multidimensional facets that hiking does. Like it's, it's not even close. And I can say that because I've spent so much time doing both. I've got to, I've pushed myself physically and mentally in surfing mm -hmm. to get to what I believe is almost as far as I could, at least in the time mm. I had to spend. Mm. And if I can fit, if I compare that to <clears throat> what I've got out of hiking, it's, it's nowhere near as much. Like there's so many, as I said, so many dimensions to hiking it's you still got the fitness you still got the mental challenges you've got the physical challenges you've got obviously you can't tap out of a hike when you're three days into a seven-day hike you can tap out of a surf whenever you want i've had enough i'm tired i'm hungry oh i, I just got smashed by that wave i'm a bit scared i'm just going to go in right mm -hmm. but you can't do that when you're midway through a hike so it's uh it gives you so much more because you have to put so much in. No, oh, I know how much you used to love surfing, man. So it's it's great to hear that you you reckon you you love hiking. Uh, you think it's, it gives you more than than surfing did. Yeah, most definitely. Some of the best days surfing uh, that I can remember. One would be in Fiji. <coughs> one morning we went out in Fiji, and I was in really good shape and we surfed for about three hours until I could not move my arms and I got some of the best waves of my life. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, that was a yeah. good day. Pretty special, yeah. I've had similar days uh, at Noosa, but it's it's only one. Oh, here comes some uh, little kidlets. Oh, wow. Hello. You're supposed Hello. to be upstairs. <laughs> The kids just walked in. Oh, this is like one of those. How you doing? Bad. Oh yeah, this is like one of those um... bad videos. <laughs> Do you want to say hello? No, no, no. She doesn't want to say hello. Too Do you want shy. to say hello to me? No. We're just talking about. You got a shock, didn't you? You didn't expect us to be Come here, did you? <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm. Did you have a good sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Josh. <laughs> Can you go back upstairs? <laughs> yeah, I do set a reasonably high. See you later. We'll, we'll get the door. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. It's not, it, it's, it's not every day you beat the kids up, is it? So we were up before them. Yeah, exactly. It's <clears throat> super rare. I left my kids uh, this morning. I snuck out past them. There's the three kids lined up on the ground in the lounge room in front of the fireplace, sleeping, mm. Mm. and the dog curled up at their feet. Is that right? And if you don't know, I never, never let the dog inside. But we had a real cold snap here, and uh, um, he's getting old, getting arthritis and stuff, and my kids come and begged me if they slept on the lounge room floor, can he come in? And I said, "What? great, do it. Just do it. <laughs> um, Tom's showing off about the surfing bit. Give it a rest, Jones. It's not meant to come across that way. My point is quite simply that 
I took that as far as it could and what I get out of hiking is far beyond, far beyond what I've ever got out of surfing. Hmm. Next question. Hey, let's jump to um, Josh's question. From Josh, isn't it? He says, he's actually amazed that he's never asked this because we have spent a lot of time together. What's your dream hike, bucket list hike, anywhere in the world? Hmm. Go. No, you go first. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. Okay. (laughs) That's a tough one. It used to be, it used to be um, a hike called um, the Milford. Milford Sound, the Milford Track in Milford Sound in New Zealand. New Zealand. Yep. Uh, that's what I thought was when I was just getting into hiking. For me, that was the the pinnacle of of beauty. And I mean, you you are quite literally uh, moving through. If you're familiar with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, you're quite literally moving through that terrain. You right. actually are beautiful. At some points, I would argue that you're probably within 50 kilometers, 100 kilometers from where scenes were filmed mm-hmm. in the film. So you're literally moving through that rolling countryside. You know, there's that that awesome drone shot in uh, or chopper shot in in um, the the movie. I can't remember which one. It might be the first one where they're running along that ridge line and mm-hmm. then it flies over and you see all that's all real. That's that's all real and it's all in New Zealand. Yeah. So for me, that was it. Was also recommended by a friend. So I thought that's I've got yeah. to do it. It's um, it's the one for me. Then I did the uh, overland track in Tasmania. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I just kind of I don't know. Like, I do. I want to do the Milford Sound. Yeah, I still want to do that. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that for now because mm. it's kind of caught me off guard, which I guess is the thing. Yeah, I mean... My... <laughs> Joe's a joke. Good on you. I know you were, mate. Yeah. You keep talking it because you're really good at just running this show by yourself. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go to my other office and oh. I'll be back, eh? Well, the other day... So you just answer that question. Oh, well, yeah. No, the other day I had to run this place by myself. You were at your place. <laughs> I had this place myself. That's a fact. That was quite different. I liked it. Oh, my ears sore. All right. I'll be back. Don't be too long. I'll run out of things to say. Oh, There's no right. doubt. You know, I um, I get shy. Don't forget what the question is. I know. I think I know what the question is. Where would you go anywhere in the world for a hike? Well, um, <clears throat> close by, I'd love to go to um, Kokoda Trail in um, PNG. Because that's, um, yeah, culturally very significant for us here in Australia um, where a lot of veterans fought and um, apparently it's insane to do. A friend of mine's done it um, in the last couple of years. So it's very challenging, very rewarding to sort of do something that has a little bit of spirituality attached to it. So I really like that. I might um, put that on the list, I think. Um I'd love to do a really immersive hike one day, oh, one day, one year, um, something like the Appalachian, Appalachian Trail where you can just, you know, 
switch off from the world for months. That would that would be on the list um, as well as to where exactly in the world I, <laughs> I haven't really decided. So yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna stay local for a while. Work work through some trails I haven't done around Australia. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, it's hard without you, mate. You're the liar. So what did you actually, just just in a one-line answer, what did you actually say your dream hike was? Only because I'm actually interested. Kokoda, I said. Oh, wow. Gee, that's a, that's extreme. I know it is. It's tough. So <laughs> I, I said that. You mean the real one too? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Did you explain what that was? Yeah, I did say it's culturally significant and that, you know, people fought this. on the trail. Nice. Place. If you hear that, it's not a ringtone, it's the real thing. Very good. Very good. That could Very be good. in between question sound or something. But as we were um, moving through our sort of development in hiking, mate, I always had that in my head that we were kind of doing some rough stuff and working towards that being the pinnacle of kind of the toughest around. But, you know, I, I was just also saying I wouldn't mind doing a, a real immersive one where you can go for months on end and mm. um, if I could have, if I could make it fit into my life, go and... Um, I agree on both counts. Yeah. Kokoda was on a list at some point. Uh, I know a lot of people have been up there and it's 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 a scary region, uh, not, not just for the hiking. So I think... As I had more and more kids, my level of of, of how crazy I'm going to go has has kind of reduced. Yeah, of course, it is a bit crazy. Once they're kind of out of the house and and that sort of stuff, I think I'll you'll probably see it escalating mm. again because I feel like yeah uh, I was there when they needed me, and if, if something was to happen after that. It, it's nowhere near as bad. Uh, this sounds real bad talking about that, but I think you get the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, um, talking directly to um, who was it that left before and he was talking about hiking with kids, we might have to find some trails that. Oh, uh, Robin. Robin, that, you know, incorporate the kids now. Yeah. And See, so, mate, that Overland Trail, I know I keep talking about Overland Track, it's just, it's just such a well maintained track. I honestly Perfect. believe yeah. I could take my two eldest tomorrow. Well, maybe not tomorrow because I'd like to build them up with a few day walks. But uh, within a short amount of time, I could have them ready for that. I yeah, 100% cool. believe that. Yeah, I, I bumped into kids almost exactly the same age on the trip uh, prior to ours mm. and yeah. with their parents. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I truly believe my kids would, would knock that over now. Yeah, righto. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to have to come in decision-making a little bit. Most definitely will. Uh, I, I knew that would happen. Things change a little Eventually, bit. Eventually, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, uh, mm, it's interesting, isn't it? Do you want me to – you're answering this next question first, okay? Because I answered that one first. Oh, are you finished? Yep, that oh, was all cool. I wanted to say, mate. That sounds good. I just go wherever Tom goes. That's what I do. <laughs> Which is anywhere lost. <laughs> wait for it. 
Oh, we got a. Un, oh, we had an unstable connection there for a second. Uh, I was going to say, wait for it. Wait for Josh to jump in with a. With a lost comment. Anytime hiking with Tom is always off trail, because he's lost. Oh, here's a good one, Craig. Yep. Hang on, hang on. I'll do the sound. How did you both get into hiking slash backpacking? Oh, it's another question from Jodes. Yeah, right. Well, we just got into it because well, if you really look at it, oh, I needed some challenges at that point in my life that were a bit, you know, out of my comfort zone. So it seemed like a good way to sort of lose a bit of weight and get a bit healthier and tackle something that you felt good at the end. It was just a challenge that I um, found. It was kind of something that was accessible. And once we started doing it, uh, the honest thing is it was pretty hard. It was pretty, um, it wasn't quite as enjoyable at the start, but because we could make little progressions and see the change and see the development, I thought that was something good for long-term development as well. So yeah, I don't know. I just kind of um, saw that climbing to the top of a hill kind of, um, yeah, was, was the right thing to do at that point in my life. And I just, I just wanted to get, keep getting better at it. Hey, do you, do you remember the first yeah, I'm thinking um, of it. kind of conversations we had? Oh, conversation. <laughs> Great. Uh, Josh says he'll stop with the... And he stopped typing. Mm, yeah, Lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, remind me. Uh, oh, I was hoping you'd uh, remember. Because <laughs> you can't. Oh, I, I can. <laughs> I'm just doing... So some of the first conversations that we had... What, like when I was at Bribey and we were playing music? That's right. Trying to make some uh, new sort of sounds and then I think we said... <laughs> Josh says he'll stop with the lost jacks or he might not get invited next time. <laughs> um, pretty intuitive of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not sure, man. I think we... Oh, we wanted to start doing something that was... A little bit out of the ordinary. Not, not, didn't, when we want to try and do some survival stuff, was that some of our first conversations or was that after our first hike? I think that mm. it led to that. Sorry, I'm, I'm just being a bit rude. I'm just, just updating, uh, yeah. the internets just in case people are still coming online and trying to get to that old link. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's all good. So, my recollection of it was i can't honestly say i can't honestly say what because i can't remember what the catalyst was yeah. i cannot remember a defining moment i can't remember if i saw a film i can't remember if it was a comment uh which is kind of sad i wish i wish i had made a note of perhaps i didn't know at the time either but what i do remember is saying to you in very, very similar words to this, I don't feel like, um, I don't feel like a real man. Okay. So mm. you can take that comment out of context and, uh, you can, you can dissect and you can make fun of it, whatever. Uh, and, uh, but what I was, tr what I was trying to say was, 
there's something missing in like everything we do is too easy everything is convenient even and that's where i go back to the surfing thing it's 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 pretty easy i mean yeah i nearly i think two occasions i nearly died while surfing uh, which is probably about equal to hiking, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, two two occasions I nearly um, <clears throat> I nearly drowned uh, or got stuck out, and um, it potentially could have turned into something really bad. And I've seen a few sharks out there, but nothing's ever come come near me. But back to my point is, you can then you can just sit around all day and do nothing. I didn't feel like I was pushing myself. I didn't feel like I was part of the environment. Mm-hmm. I'd just dip in and dip out whenever I felt like it. So I remember a first conversation with you. And I so when I talked to you, I'd already kind of thought about this in my head for a while, which is usually the case. I usually bombard you with... Um, <laughs> so I just saw a comment from Kia. Kia says, just give Josh the map next time. Oh, yeah. That's probably a great idea. Or maybe I'll actually um, pay more attention to Topo Maps next time I've got it on yeah. <laughs> instead of in my pocket. Uh, I didn't feel like I was pushing myself at all, and I felt like getting out in the wilderness would bring out something inside of me that I hadn't tapped into yet. Yeah, I do remember that conversation. Yeah. And it was more along the lines of the skills with getting outdoors and learning how to, you know, fires without matches and that sort of mm. stuff that we touched on. And I kind of thought, yeah, those, that, it's funny though, if you say that you don't, didn't feel like a man, Jodes and Robin are going to say, that's my key to say to you, they didn't know if you're a man either. Um, They weren't sure. Yeah. Right. Manly, not and not even manly, humanly, because I'm sure that uh, I'm not even trying to backtrack here. I'm just saying, I'm sure that there comes a time in a in a woman's life where she's kind of thinking, well, what is this all about? How do I tap into something different, or is this my life? Do I just go and hang out with my friends and go to cafes and, you know, whatever. Yeah, but what whatever else? Women do. I don't know what women do. Um, but, you know, it's it's no different from what we do. We just hang out and take it easy. Yeah, man. but being a, a man means getting back to your roots and your nature and, you know, the ancestry. Well, that's of... sexist. You just, do you realise we're alive? <laughs> yes, yes, and for a woman, it's the same. Getting oh, I think it's their, getting back to their being, heritage and their being roots a man and... or woman. Exactly, uh, because we had a fantastic guest on just before Christmas, Claire Dunn, and she actually did it. <clears throat> went into the wilderness for and lived for a year in a hut that she built. Incredible, mm. great podcast. If you want to go back and check that out. Fantastic yep. book, which we've both read. And she obviously, she she was saying that she had felt she'd lost a connection with with nature as well, living her city life. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's where it came from for us. And, and we've definitely, you know, made some It's progress. evolved. And you're right about the first part of it was 
it, it, the first part of it had to be, not had to be, it seemed like it had to be, oh, we have to go into an extreme environment. We have to take bare minimums. We have to suffer. Uh, we did all that. And what we've learned from that is, yes, we definitely found out a lot about ourselves in those. Yeah. There's a video, a two-part two video, I think, where mm. we did um, four days with, uh, we had two muesli bars each, granola bars, if you will for our US friends mm. and um, some some tea and coffee and that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. at the time, I really enjoyed that. I did. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. And it's not that I wouldn't do it anymore. It's just that I think we had to do that. And um, yeah, it feels like we did it for a while properly. I feel like it was trying to discover which part of which part of the outdoors we wanted to be a part of. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we wanted to have involvement with. Yep. And not knowing anything, I automatically gravitated to that extreme stuff. Oh, let's do something that really tests us. But <clears throat> later on, you realize there's enough. There is enough tests. If you hike long enough, mm. there is enough tests out without putting, trying to put yourself in some mock uh, survival situation. There's enough to keep you going. I mean, the times we've been in trouble when we are on a trail, got all the good gear, everything's organized, we're in good physical shape and we still find ourselves in the middle of a massive storm cell on the edge of a cliff, like that sort of stuff, mm -hmm. you couldn't script it, mm. but it's there and it's going to pop up the more time you spend outdoors, the yeah. more remote you get, it's going to pop up and you don't need to set them yourself up for it. No. No, but it is good to set yourself up and oh, look, I think so. look closely at building a shelter, look closely at building a fire with I mineral agree. stuff. And um, I'm glad we did that and um, still doing it in some ways um, at times. So, Well, who's to say that didn't set us up for more success in some of the other scary situations we've been in? Yep, yep. So that's, um, that's where it sort of started as well, was a bit of mm. um, experimenting with, uh, you know, our limits for... Um, building shelters and survival. Yeah. And I don't know if, if you feel the same, but my enjoyment now, I can have just as much enjoyment on a, on a well-graded trail yep. as I can on off-trail. Yep. And to be quite honest, and um, uh, Josh will laugh at this, but, you know, going off-trail requires a different mindset because especially in Australia, if you're going to make up your, and I don't even mean walk on a trail, I mean make up your own path. Uh, do you remember we did that at uh, Girouin? Mm, yeah. We literally looked at a map and said, we want to go from here across to there on yeah. the first day. Yeah. And it was, there was zero trails. It, was, it was brutal. It was thick. It was, it was thick, thick, thick vegetation. Um, and we we did packs. it. We did it. Yeah. But yep. <clears throat> it, it's completely different type. It, 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 you've got to be mentally prepared for that. Even the Stinson track mm. uh, is graded in parts, but then other parts you feel like you're just walking in the middle of nowhere for hours and hours, and uh, that that you need to be pretty mentally stable for that. 
for trips like that. So yeah, again, I don't, I don't think you have to try and make up these situations because you're going to end up in them anyway. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, that's good. Um, Jase, you've typed the letter A. Does that mean shut up and move on to my next question? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on. Um, Craig, is it true you enjoy the wacky weed and whiskey combo? <sighs> No, not, not exactly. That's not true. Tom makes that up. All of it is made up. There's no truth in that. No truth in the whiskey even. No, I like a bit of whiskey. That's all right. I will have a bit of whiskey. Do you always take a hip flask? No, not always. But not always. I would um, I would like to. She's <laughs> laughing now. Uh, that was a good question. Thank you very much uh, to Jodes for that. <laughs> Yeah, but there's, I mean, how I'm like, this is the only time you haven't drunk while we've been doing a, any sort of podcast because I guess it was um, 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Joe just saying, okay, okay, put another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> You're trying to change the subject there. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. I mean, if I if I drank, I'd think of nothing better than sitting here with a yeah with a drink while we we talk rubbish because it's just a good conversation. And if yeah. we were sitting around my campfire, we'd be doing the same thing. Yeah, just my my Scottish heritage, mate. Just have a bit of whiskey. <laughs> you know. Hey, uh, Irish up that coffee. Yeah, yeah. Irish up that coffee. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um Jamie. Oh, I can I Jimmy? Jimmy Jamie. Jamie. Now here's another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well you never attempt these things. That's why I always end up making it. a fool of myself. I reckon. Are you the Jamie. same Jamie who has messaged me in Instagram, because that's a very interesting spelling, and I don't think I've seen that before. Anyway, um, you say hello. It's been so great to Jamie, and yes, I am. It is Jamie. Get, how are you doing? It's great. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, uh, she says, great to have us back. The break over summer was too long. Yes, yes, it was. I hope that in the last podcast, I hope that we covered off all our apologies and explained, um, explain why we didn't, we, we didn't get to you guys for some time. Uh, so Mark, I just saw a question from Mark. What do you eat on the trail? Excellent question. No. Go. Or is it my turn to go? You go oh, first. Oh, it's because you answered the last one because... I didn't want to actually uh, answer the if it was true about the whiskey and wacky weed <laughs> because I'll just get you into trouble. Uh, what do we eat on the trail? Okay, this is a great question because it's an evolution and it's a continuing evolution. And or at least, well, I know it is for Craig as well. Initially, I was trying to take things from home and and cook them up 
uh, I was taking uh, dehydrated um, uh, peas and uh, that potato, that fake potato mix, stuff like that. I was trying to take things like that that were available at uh, at um, supermarkets <clears throat> and try and construct something out of it. <clears throat> what I found pretty quickly was I was coming up short a lot and I also did some of the stereotypical things that at the time I thought, oh, you've got to have uh, granola bars, muesli bars, so you've got to have, um, you know, trail mix because that's what you do, that's what everyone does. And what I was finding was, and and this is probably true of a lot of uh, even the hiking foods that we have now, is there's a big difference between maybe not the amount of calories you're consuming uh, at home, but the way in which you get those calories and the freshness of that food. So what happens is you go from, you know, for argument's sake, dinner at home, and then the next day, you're eating this weird food. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's so different. Yeah, and your body kind of goes, whoa, hang on a second, mate. Last night I was sleeping in bed. Everything was good. And now you're dragging me out here. <laughs> you're, um, you're chucking this pack on my back I haven't had on for months. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're doing all this crazy stuff. And then, And then when it comes time for me to rehydrate and and get some calories, you give me this weird stuff. And and I think that mm-hmm. that can cause some shock. And I know for a lot of people it does. Uh, I know, oh, Dark Earth Project. That's a... Good day. That's a kick-ass name. How you doing? <laughs> Where are you from? Good morning. Uh, where was I? Yeah, I think it can be a big shock to the body. And they actually recommend that when you're trying new dehydrated foods, for argument's sake, that you would actually uh, try those a couple of times at home because a lot of people, they can end up um, doing a lot of uh, squatting on the trail, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, so just like, just like physical training. You just need like to, physical training. You train if you're your not, stomach. If you're not, well, and, and your legs, if you're not squatting, uh, <laughs> if you're not doing squats can uh, in your lead up yeah. and then it's it's time to do a... 90 second squat, mm. holy heck, it yeah, hurts, yeah. starts shaking. So and the last we, thing you want to do is yeah, yeah. is fall down. Yes, I, I do remember there was times when I didn't understand as much and I would honestly just take what I'd eat at home and that has its virtue. Like I would, mm-hmm. I remember taking sandwiches and stuff. <laughs> yeah, in little packed lunch. In the earlier days. Yeah, um, right. That's, so that's interesting. I just do recall that. And then. Oh, Dark Earth. Western Australia. Cool. Oh, fantastic. But then remember we used to get these like curry meals and we used to, the rice was in a, a sealed packet so you could just stick that in the boiling water. You remember they were like... Um... Sorry, I got distracted. Um, thank you, Dark Earth. Yeah, we're still going. We uh, had a rough start, started about half an hour late, but uh, just decided to approach it like a normal podcast so we're... And we're answering questions, so good timing, mate. Shoot, yeah, shoot. Yeah. Shoot away. Uh, yes, Jamie, it is super early. It's, well, it's not super early now. It's 8.30 a.m., but we did, I got, I left my home at 4.30 a.m. this morning. Yeah, yeah. 
and we still weren't ready on time. <laughs> Sorry, mate, you were saying? Oh, we just tried heaps of different things. Yep. Those um those curries with the rice. That, remember they were in those Oh, yeah, packets? yeah, yeah. I know. What, just, yep, yep, they were convenient. Yep. And they, they were convenient. They, they were already fantastic. hydrated. You didn't have to bring water with you for them. You just yep. had to boil with dirty water. They were heavy because they were already hydrated. Yep. And that's something, well, at least if I speak for myself, that's one reason that we moved away from the hydrated food was for that. Yeah, yeah. But then obviously... Um, these things here. Oh, Craig's just grabbing a, a, a packet. Uh Ah, not too we are not we are not sponsored Product by these guys. No, but this is the Australian. Um, so what do they have over there? In, you were telling me the brand from the states that was very popular. Mountain. 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 Mountain meals or something. Something like that. Anyway, this is backcountry. Hey, Mark. Dehydrated. Oh, it was Mark that asked the question. Sorry, so he's obviously still the... on. What's that um, mountain something brand that you guys have? Uh, the only reason I mention it is because it's it's one of the only ones I hear pop up. Mountain meals, man. I think it had it was cooler than that. Uh, it's the equivalent of that. We get we get this one. But just like you said, if you're not used to mountain house, up. something like that. Sorry, oh, right. it's, it's something like that. Anyway, I'm sure you understand. It's it's a packet dehydrated meal. Yeah, that's our equivalent. Yeah, they're hit and miss, right? Yeah, yeah. Not not hit and miss in calories, or they're they're easy to stomach, they're easy to prepare. But that's kind of what we've moved to, I guess, to answer the question. Now, uh, what what I've noticed through hiking with other people, and and this is the, so cool about hiking with other people, and also when I've hiked on busier trails, like when. I've done the overland track three times and every time I've run into people hmm. and I've seen the most unusual food, the unusual ways of preparing mm -hmm. the food and things I think that's so unbelievably simple, hmm. so unbelievably simple, why aren't we doing it? And the next try, the next time I hike, I've got that yep. because that's, that's Cool. Expand as much as you can, guys, on, mm. you know, what we thought was the go-to because it was lightweight. Mm. Um, there's other ways. So mix it up. So if I answer, if I just give a straight answer to Mark's question, it is at the moment I'm still doing uh, dehydrated meals, yep. the yep. pre-prepared ones. Yep. I'm doing uh, cashews, salted cashews. I'll, I'll take Ziploc bags, I'll break them into smaller bags throughout my pack and put one a day in a little uh, pocket on the front of my uh, pack and I'll make sure that I go through that. And sometimes that'll actually become my lunch. I'll yep. literally sit down and not feel like anything, but mm -hmm. I just crave that saltiness and the and the oils and the cashew and, and I'll just smash an mm. entire packet. Uh since um, since the last overland and we were uh, hiking with, we met met some guys on the trail, and I've started taking uh, jelly beans, jelly beans, which is hilarious. Uh, but at the same time, I've always sort of taken chocolate, dark chocolate, because it it doesn't melt as much. But the jelly bean thing never occurred to me. Never occurred to me until I saw this other guy and he gave me some on the trail. And I felt like um, Jack and the Beanstalk 
because he gave me these bright coloured beans. And I remember saying to Craig, look, yeah, magic. look what he gave me. Yeah, it's out of place. And, in and the it wild, was, isn't it? that's right, it's out of place. And it's so out of place that when you eat it, uh, it, it just, it's just an explosion of flavour in, in comparison to some of these dried meals as well. Yeah. Obviously, there's, there's an energy, but I don't think it's for that. It's more of a morale. Jelly beans are more of a morale boost for me. I take jerky. I jerky love for sure. jerky because of its, obviously, its longevity. It's hard yeah. to damage. Uh, again, it's it's an explosion of flavor. You're chewing, and that's something that you miss on the trail. Yeah. If you're out there for five, six, seven days, you realize that you haven't actually had to chew anything. You've just been slurping porridge, drinking drinks, uh, and spooning this this uh, rehydrated meals. You realize you haven't actually chewed in anything. Yeah. And that, again, it's the, the things you miss on the trail. Hot, cold. Uh, solid food. Yeah, just weird things that you don't even mm. don't even think of. So, mate, uh, that's a super long way no, of answering look, that question. But I think we had to go back to go mm. forwards. Muesli bars are a big part of what I take because I think it's really easy in the morning to have that for breakfast instead of preparing. I don't really like wasting time preparing food. I just look at it that way a lot of the time. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair call, and um. I've certainly, oh, Josh, I've Josh people, put me on to those cliff bars as they're well. Good. Yeah, they're, they're great. Too, they're, you look, look at the ingredients and they're scary, but at the same time, I've been hiking before and there was a special on cliff bars at the store I went to. Yeah. And they were, they're really expensive in Australia, obviously, because we have to import them. They're real expensive, like $3.50 or something. And, there was a, these ones were close to expiry and they were a dollar each. And I looked, they were on the counter where you check out. And I looked down and I said, oh, they're, they're a dollar each. And the the cashier said, yeah, a dollar each. I said, how many do you reckon's in that box? And she says, oh, about 20, roughly 20. I said, I'll take them all. <laughs> so I walked out with 21, Ooh. turned out to be 21. Uh, 21 cliff bars and there was a hike that I went on a few weeks later and I had um, portioned three a day over a couple of days hike and, y- and you know what it was fine it was mm, fine mm. I think I still might have taken cashews and dehydrated meals for dinners but it was absolutely fine and that would be breakfast that would be a snack or the great thing about the cliff bar is you can break off a massive chewy chunk, put the rest back in. It stores well and just chew on that. And hmm. yeah, it's interesting. I'm going yeah. to get over to the comments because. Yeah, I'm looking at the comments people and people are making their own dehydrated stuff. That's something I want to get into. Kudos to, to oh, whoever's. And NQ. And, and Jamie says, yeah. anyone got a favorite vegan vegetarian hiking meal? Uh, there is, I have had a couple of the, again, I've had some of the dehydrated ones that are apple crumble vegetarian. vegetarian. Oh yeah, apple crumble. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> uh, no, I have tried a couple of their, their rice and veggie ones. I, I can't remember what they're called, but they're fine. Something else I used to take was dal. Obviously it was already hydrated. Yeah. Um, I, t- I took that a little bit again. I mean, the you know, the dehydrated backcountry or make your own is convenient and 
makes mm. sense for packing. But the more I think about it, you've still got to carry that weight in water. Well, I, yeah. What, what I, I think we should point out is, and, and we're getting the terminology wrong here, these are freeze-dried, not dehydrated. I, That's right. Yep. I ran yep. into a couple yep. who were dehydrating with a dehydrator at home on the trail and I would um, sit down and, and cook my meal and I'd have eaten it within 15 minutes from when I sat down to when I cleaned everything up. I kid you not, the first night that I met these guys, they were sitting there for around about three hours trying to get the moisture back into their... Their food was incredible, spaghetti bolognese and stuff, but... It took mm. hours to get them rehydrated. Yeah, that's what. Marks. So yeah, what I've oh, it might have been. Uh, what I suggested to them after I saw that, I said, you know what, you guys, said, yeah. um, you know what, you guys need to do is sacrifice one ear. They had a mass. They had a couple of those Nalgene kind of big water bottles, and I mm. said, what you need to do is because there's two of you traveling together, someone carry water for drinking, mm-hmm. but you need to sacrifice one of those bottles. And at the start of the day, put all the dehydrated food in that, fill it up with water, seal it real tight, put it in your pack. And mm. then over that eight or nine, 10 hour day, it's rehydrating. But then don't you sort of wonder you, why people bother apart from uh, preserving well, it? No, I, I personally, I think you get to be very specific about the, the health yeah. Of you, you know that exactly what is, you yeah. have a look at the back of these, and I, you don't want to. It's so high in salt and everything. Yeah, that's to, right. pre, you look at the what's the um, expiry? Yeah, but I'm just saying this? when you're mixing it. Th- with... This is this expiry is November 2022. That's not normal. No, that's right? wrong. Yeah. So uh, I know it's sealed in foil. I know it's freeze dried, uh, but still, I think that. Yeah, so but then it goes back to your point, Craig. If you, they ended up carrying around twelve hundred mil or so of water. water. To bring it up. Why didn't they just bring the spaghetti bowl the way it was from home? In the pot. In like, the just pot. Strap the pot. Strap the pot up on. the top of your pack, uh, and yeah. when you just need a bit, you just yeah. Strap your stove on mm-hmm. top of the pack. Yeah. Get it all. Strap over. the. Pot on top of the stove. Little bits come out. Get on your clothes. And then five minutes, as five minutes out from the campsite, you turn the stove on. Right. And you're cooking on your the dinner. Go. On the go. While you, by the time you get to camp, you put your pack down, turn the stove off. It's done. Fast Spaghetti food. bolognese. Fast food. Um. Yeah, that's that's the solution there. So we've just. We've just Save solved the problem for so everybody. Much effort and time. That's and what you should be. That's what we should be can, moving towards. You can enjoy the the stars and the, the have a small refrigerator in the other hiking partners. Yeah, pack with a solar panel or a generator of sorts, ice cream stuff like that. It's no longer out of your limits when you're hiking. <laughs> Fantastic, man. I like it. I, I guess if you go in some place where there's a water, like a stream, then um, it makes sense to um, be able to just add a bit of water that you didn't have to carry. Oh, so good. I agree. And, and Jamie's actually said, um, if you've got to you carry can, the water, you can gather water as you go. Yep, that's the way. 
but not always possible where we go. No, sometimes it's not. We've had hikes where we go from a low elevation and when we spend two days at a high elevation yeah, we and took you actually have to take everything. Five litres of water for that three day. But and when we ran out. Had to use some of it for the food, you know, whereas yeah, if you exactly. just carried the food. Taking the extra weight and mm-hmm. slogged it out. So you've got to weigh it all up, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, nice pun. <laughs> to weigh it up. Uh, we missed so many comments here. Yes, uh, you did, Jamie, you did miss miss the uh, magical media mashup. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, you can catch up on that later. There was a few good, there's a really good documentary film that you should watch. Rewind this when we're done. And go and watch that Snow Leopard the, thing the too. The Parthen Project, it's called. Uh, yeah, and, and go Snow watch Leopard. the- Snow Leopard. Uh, well, I won't be able to find that. Once I've done the show notes, you'll be able to find That's a link I mean. to the snow leopard, but yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Right. yeah. Really yeah. Uh, what, can you scroll up? I think oh, we're yeah. down. I mean, like as in we've missed some conversation here. Whoa, 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 whoa. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> By the way, Jamie's question was to everyone. Anyone got a favorite vegan or vegetarian hiking meal? So Kia says the backcountry cooked breakfast is the business. Yes, I agree. We've had that one before. Yeah, that's got yeah, the yeah. Uh, um, baked beans in it and stuff, isn't it? Mm. Oh, have a look. If you want to see something real crazy, there's a video that Craig and I did about this product called the Meal Spec. Yeah, how cool is that? Meal Spec Heater. And go and check out that video on our YouTube channel. I cook up a full-blown Aussie breakfast with this meal spec thing. You, you add water and then you it's a chemical thing. I mean, it, it scares me. But uh, I had everything in Ziploc bags and I was putting it in. Yeah. And we ate off some rocks. We ate off some stones. As as you do, Tom. As you, do, as you, you, you never, you didn't uh, tell yeah. me what we were doing that day. Did oh, as, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. You said just bring your camera and we'll um, we're going to do a little little video. And I'm sitting here watching you do. It. I just could not believe it, honestly. <laughs> you, you guys will be surprised to see what he's doing. Imagine actually taking the footage, having not knowing what was about to happen. And yeah, it was really cool, man, that you heated all that up. Yeah, that's a good point. I do like to, I mean, I do the same thing with podcasts. I like to get Craig's natural reactions. I don't want to tell him everything I'm going to do and then turn up and he just sees me doing it. He goes, oh, I was expecting that. Mm. The stuff I put in, I put sausages in, I put pancake mix in. Yep. I brought maple syrup. I bought caramelized onion to have with the sausages and the uh, baked beans. Like, I go nuts. Uh yeah, it's, so if you want to see a, a crazy meal, and I mean, we were in the middle of nowhere. Unbelievable. We were in the middle of nowhere, legitimately. It, I carried all that stuff in. A little bit of a spoiler, though. Like, it was so, so good, except that you, you faded on rocks. We, we've got these beautiful river rocks, I think they were, and yeah. used them for plates. But I think they must have been a little, they kind of let the cool down after that. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, you're right. And I, I think, think we talked for like 10 minutes before well, we Well, we had to get a few photos and but stuff. But it was good. But it was crazy. I think the uh, the rock leached the, the heat out quicker than- I think so, yeah. Than a plastic bowl or something yeah. like that. So it was, a, it was, some of it was just But it was cooked warm, pretty cool. But uh, it was cooked <laughs> insanely well. Check that out. 
Uh, where are we going over here? I'm just looking through. Any other questions? Um, Mark saying I'm trying to remember. I haven't used it for a long time. I think he's talking about Mountain House. It's coming back to me. I'm pretty sure it's called Mountain House is one of the big names in the States. But there's also one, and I don't remember, I think it's the name of, I, can't, I think it's the person's name, like a lady's name, and they, like Susan's something or other, and they do a dehydrated meal where she's very, very conscious of the health benefits of the meals. So uh, we can't really get those here unless we pay a ton of shipping, but you should look out for that because I know for a fact that uh, they're big over there if you're listening from there. Uh, Kia mm, makes his own dehydrated meals, as as you were saying, Craig. Allows better control of the ingredients, 100% agree. Never rehydrates as early air. Um, I agree with Mark. Dehydrate your chili and bring me some. Yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, that's an interesting point Kia has made there in the comments if you guys are reading. He said that he's seen people dehydrate the individual ingredients rather than the meals. That's really clever. I'd never have thought of that. Thank you for mentioning that. Mm -hmm. That's really cool because now you're talking about dehydrating individual ingredients, maybe having them in separate um, Ziploc bags or, or however you carry food, and then throughout your multi-day hike, you're picking and choosing your staples, adding different components to make a, a different style of meal. That's that's really cool. That's So then you do the cooking out there. Yeah, you still have to, you still re, yeah, you're basically cooking properly. Yeah, like you get the pasta which and the. the <clears throat> going back to that earlier, I think that I've, of late, the last hike I did, and I still haven't managed to get the video up, it, I did a solo hike and I actually took real food out and I baked, um, uh, Jamie, if you're asking about um, vegan, vegetarian stuff, I baked purple sweet potato. Um, carrots, capsicum, what do they call? I think you call that a bell pepper in the States. Um, what else did I have? That was about, oh, potatoes, normal potatoes. And I baked all of that and in a, in, I put it in aluminium foil and put it in the coals of this small fire. Uh, I, did, I did have sausages. That's not very vegan, but um, that part of it's not... But I have to say the smells, the textures, the tastes, the act of sitting around a fire cooking was such a good experience. The problem with that is uh, our national parks, you're not allowed to have fires. I agree with that. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it's taken away. We have to then cook in stoves, right? Mm. So it's it's tricky. you got to make sure was you it can... Was it you or was it Robbie or was this a dream that I had? Ooh. Who actually... Did we have clothes on? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He actually took frozen steaks. I did. Yeah. And I, did. I took a frozen steak out to um, our secret spot in that gorge. That's right. That was yeah. awesome. That works well. But uh, in my dream, right, what happens cool. is... Okay. 
You could use that to chill a beer, to keep it cold in you. That didn't happen in real life because I don't drink oh, beer. That might have been part of the dream. You could uh, most definitely, if you had a... Keep it. If you had a cold, ice cold beer and a, two frozen, frozen steaks, in there. put them around and then put it in that, you know, that kind of uh, yeah, just a cooler bag cooler sort bag of stuff. With, with a couple of cans in there. Yeah, and then... Right. Yeah, you see. See, steak by the time you get there, the steak will be just ready. It'll be thawed out. Yeah, that's Your what. The beers will be cold. And they'll. Mm. Yeah, I took a um, beautiful steak. Uh, stuff you'd. On, yeah. a, on a hike. <laughs> we spoke very, about this. We spoke about this meal. a while back, actually. A couple of eggs. And what Craig was doing, his no, dehydrated not, not very vegan. thing. And I. Um, not very vegetarian either. Well, I think it's vegetarian. It's not vegan. Because it's not steaks? eating. No, eggs. Oh. Steaks is pretty much not <laughs> vegan or vegetarian. Uh, yeah, I took a steak frozen, and by the time Craig and I set up camp, he starts making his um, he starts making his dehydrated stuff, and then I get this pan out and start heating <laughs> oh, up oil. It smelled so good, and, and I'm heating up oil, and then all of a sudden he just hears this, and, and he's turned around. And said, what do you reckon about this, mate? <laughs> That's right, and that was started. so good. Oh yeah, that was. That was awesome. Uh, mm, very good. Are we missing anything? Oh, we got to go back. We're missing pe people going off now. Okay. Uh, Mark says he rehydrates. My meal's about 20 minutes. Okay. Never had a problem. Okay. I, I suggest that, Mark, you're probably really good at using your dehydrator. These people, it was their first time. They may have reduced it to cardboard. I'm not sure. Um, uh, oh, Jamie's got another question. Oh, Jamie grows those purple sweet potatoes. They're fantastic. They're really good. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to pause on, uh, Jamie's question there, just to go back to, oh, here we go. Ready? Just for the people who've joined in, I found this um, bongo out in Craig's other area. So if if you hear this, that's the sound between uh, questions. Oh, next question, is it? Yeah, next question time. Okay. Uh, Tom and Craig, what's been your most enjoyable solo trip? Uh, this is a question from Jodes. Mm. Our friend in the UK, uh, Tom, your river paddling looked super insane. Yeah. And Craig, your hammock jungle solo trip looked scary. Uh, Jodes is referring to two videos that are available on our YouTube channel. I did a three-day solo canoe trip. And Craig did a uh, a solo overnighter with his his hammock mm -hmm. to one of our secret spots. You go first this time. Okay. Yes, there was a. <clears throat> I keep forgetting if it's the upper or the lower portals, but yeah, um, it's confusing. I ended up right on. The... Well, that's not what that video is from, though. No, it's different. different... Oh, okay. So you're just answering what the was question. My sorry, sorry, sorry. Overnight, because I videoed that one. I videoed this other one too. But you guys probably haven't seen it. No, I haven't it, seen that. It was right on the edge of the creek. This beautiful freshwater, fast flowing creek. Um, 
I set the hammock up right on the edge. There's a photo of that on Instagram. Right, yeah. Well, yeah, so I've been scroll down I've been to that place three or four times for overnighters, and there was one in particular, and I set it up, and there was just this little rock underneath my hammock that I could sit on with the hammock rolled up, and, and the awning came out during a little rainstorm. I just sat under that, and I was right beside the creek, had this just spooky night. It was just great, and... Um, yeah, I was just able to, at all times, just hear the creek running, and I loved it. Yeah, no doubt. That was my best night. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, Jodes, just in response to that solo canoeing trip was my first solo trip ever, uh, and I think I bit off more than I can chew, and that was actually scary. Um there's a bit in the video where you can see I'm real, on the first night I'm real agitated. You can see I'm, my eyes are flicking around while I'm trying to talk to the camera. I was just so out of um, my comfort zone. But your your question is what's the most enjoyable solo trip? It would have to be the last one I just did, the one I was talking about where I, uh, I was on private property, which meant I was allowed to have a fire. Uh, I took out a new hammock that I'm uh that I've bought recently uh I hiked in this amazing um places there's photos of that on some of the most recent ones on Instagram are from that trip and there is video that's going to come out about that that's definitely been my favorite yeah cool. I I felt super comfortable yeah right I wasn't worried I wasn't scared uh and just yeah. everything made it peaceful. Really good. Yeah, took nice my one. time. Got some pretty cool footage as well. Yeah, that's what we want. Uh, Kia says that. Oh, Jade says, "What? What am I missing here?" <laughs> Josh says it might have to be a ginger beer for Tom. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Mark says he's also dehydrated vegetables from the garden. Tomatoes are like candy. Ooh. They would be. Uh, Joe says, uh, yeah, both incredible videos. <laughs> Joe's, I hope we're doing your question justice. Uh, I hope we did your question justice. Uh, Jamie... Jamie says, what trips are you most looking forward to post-lockdown? Hmm. All right. Um, post-lockdown. I've been... Um, good question, obviously. It's a good question, obviously. I've been thinking it's, it's really hard to make any sort of plans at the moment. So I haven't been trying to, um, but what am I most looking forward to, Tom? Oh, Pro I'm not I know. any time spent know. with me, I'm I know. assuming. I know what it is. I know what Doesn't it is. Doesn't matter it's where we go. Something that, um, uh, you know, the Christmas period went crazy for us and I was going to go up to the Middle Creek Falls at back here on my own. I still want to do that. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's where we met Josh. Is it called Middle Creek? Middle Cobble, um, Middle Cobble. Cobble Creek. Cobble Creek, and then there's the middle Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's where we met Josh, and I think um, I said I'd go back there um, at the end of last year. I'm going to mm. make that happen. 
because so, I think it'll be easy to get away for a solo trip during um, with restrictions. I think. Yeah, that's pretty simple. As soon as we're allowed to stay overnight, yeah, it would be game on. Yeah, game on. The oh, sorry, you, that's it. That's that's, it. Yeah. that's all I've been. Thinking uh, about. I was Jamie. I was specifically not planning anything and not even kind of not letting myself go there because when this first kicked off in Australia I didn't know if it was eight weeks or eight months and I didn't want to be uh holding out for something that probably sounds weird um for some that's all right yeah that's right it probably sounds weird that putting that on mute wouldn't have affected that's just output. No, that's no, just yeah. what we're hearing. Uh, sorry, yeah, I, I deliberately didn't want to. It probably sounds weird because a lot of people like to have things to look forward to. Uh, yeah, I do too, but at the same it time... It can be depressing, was, can't it? Yeah, at the, yeah, at the same time. This is different. This is different to anything we've ever been through. You don't know when the end date is. No, no. It, 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 you don't know what the end date is. It's different to saying, oh, I've got... Uh, I'm working so hard at the moment, work so busy. Uh, in exactly three months, I have two weeks off. Yes, I want something defined that I'm going to look forward to. That's it. Yeah, this yeah. doesn't. This no. is not there. So I was worried about getting excited. But to answer the question, yeah, I want to get to. Uh, there's a, a a property. A friend of mine owns. I, I mentioned a lot on the podcast. Uh, it's where I went on that solo trip I just mentioned before. Uh, he, he gives me, uh, permission to, to have free reign on the place and I'm allowed to have fires. I'm allowed to camp where I like. And I treat that place like my own. If it was my own, I, I respect it. And I, I do everything, uh, humanly possible to, uh, you know, if he, if he turns up to one of my campsites, he'll have a hard time knowing I was there because I really try and clean up after myself, uh, so I do want to get back out there, but I do want to get out and take Craig out there. He's never been there, mm. and I think uh, it's going to blow his mind. Well, now I'm looking forward to that for sure. Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and maybe just getting away with the kids in um in the big family tent one day. We had to set up here. We um we during the oh, hey, so I think um Jodes is heading off. All oh, right, mate. Uh, if you are. Oh, definitely doing the question. It's midnight, I believe, over there. Oh, no. Oh, he's still awake. And still awake. I'm not sure if that means you're saying goodbye or if you're hanging around, Jodes, but mm-hmm. uh, as I say, I hope we're doing it justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always come watch it back. Yeah, cool. Um, Josh says we're looking forward to having another crack at the steamers. That was a hike. Oh, and the Lost World. Oh, man, that, that was I, – I miscalculated that one again. Both of those. Kind of glad I missed that one. Yeah, he still um, he still keeps coming hiking. That Josh, <laughs> he still keeps coming after I've lost, got him lost twice. Insane. Uh, Dark Earth Project. I do some night hiking. That is cool. Mm, yeah. Um, what I start imagining beyond the reach of my head torch. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that one, mate. Uh, and I did miss a comment. I think it was Kia who said, um, 
it's amazing what the brain comes up with mm. when you're alone in the bush at night. That's yeah, I saw that before. The same good. kind of uh, vein. Uh, Jamie says, is, yeah, it is hard right now. Uh, I won't be able to do the, I can never pronounce this one. Bibil, Bibilm track. I don't know. At the end of this year, still pack training around my neighborhood. Good on you. Don't stop training because mm -hmm. when the gates get opened, you got to be ready to go. I'll tell you a really interesting experience I had, and this is going to be the same for uh, people that go out this weekend. I went on a hike the very day that a particular national park opened after the Australian bushfires. Mm -hmm. I was the first person to set foot on it with my nephew, and it was uh, the border track at mm. uh, out of O'Reilly's there, yeah, right. out of yeah. Lamington. Yeah. It looked completely different. There was um, these golden autumn leaves spread all over the trail. And so there was this contrast of kind of dark earth and, and uh, it's funny because that's one of the names, uh, <laughs> mulch and rich soil and rainforest trees and moss. And then this golden amber path winding and it took me ages to work out why it looked so pretty that day and then i said to my nephew hang on a second i've never walked on leaf litter before on this trail because it's always kicked aside or yeah. mashed in and yeah, it's it like a brown muddy trail uh, i took some photos that i don't think did it justice but it uh was absolutely fascinating to be the first people we ran into a lot of um scat uh, we later on we went and talked to National Park, the National Park lady, just to report it, and she said that um, they have had wild dogs around there. They do have dingoes as well, but they've got some abating program going on, I believe. But mm -hmm. she said, yeah, thanks for the information. But again, I think it was, uh, and some of it was so fresh. We must have, because there was nobody hiking before us that day. We must have been not far behind these animals. Yeah, right. It was very interesting and very different to anything we've experienced because yeah. we're usually in high-trafficked areas. That would have been wild. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Josh is saying it feels like unfinished business, those places where we got uh, lost. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. It, it was. Um, are we missing anything here? <laughs> Joe's is going to give it another 20 minutes. What a good bloke. Uh, oh, g'day, Mike. How are you, mate? Oh, that's a good question. Here's the uh, magical bongo sound of a new question. Oh, okay. So, so, so nice. There Very you go. Good. Uh Mike says, do you guys carry backup rations in case you get stuck somewhere? Mm. If yes, what do you suggest? It's an excellent question. It's an excellent question. I don't think anyone's thought to ask that before. Uh, the answer would be, was definitely yes. 
but it's changed over the years. I used to uh, quite specifically take an entire day of extra food. And uh, because I figure an entire day of extra food, I could easily stretch to three days, especially if I was uh, waiting to be extracted or something. Okay, so I could slow down, set myself up, build a fire, build some shelter. If, say, for example, I had a mechanical injury, I've broken my leg and I can't move, mm-hmm. then uh, I'm not burning calories. Mm-hmm. I know I can make a day's worth last. I could probably make it last for seven days, really. But but let's say I can make it last for three to four days and, and typically where we're going. And uh, uh, if you guys have listened to the podcast before, you hear me say it a million times, uh, Tell a reliable person exactly where you're going, your trip intentions, when you're coming in, when you're coming out, the path you're taking. And when they don't hear from you, contact the authorities, okay? I'm not going to dwell on that. I've said it a million times. Uh, There's another article that came up that I didn't bother putting in the news today because it was someone who didn't do that and laid there for four days with a broken hip thinking that they were going to die because they couldn't move and they didn't even tell anyone where they were hiking or that they were even going. <sighs> Here we go again. Yep. No, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm, I'm moving on. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I know I can stretch food. Now, what's happened over the years is I've realized that so, there's a weird thing that happens where I'll take, for example, on every single overland trip I've done, uh, the first one was a seven-day trip. I took enough food for a solid seven days and then some. Once I hit about the second or third day of the trip, I don't understand what it is. I've never really, you and I have discussed it, but I've talked to a few other hikers and they experience the same thing. Their caloric intake tends to reduce. They don't feel hungry. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's that fresh mountain stream water uh, giving you some extra kick. It's the fresh air. I don't know what it is, but I will take food and then I will bring food home every single time. So what I'd used to do is take an extra day's food and I'd come home with a day and a half, two, three days food. And, And it's weird and I can't explain it because you're out there expending, but I guess you've got more high calorie snacks and that's kind of taken. It's hard to say. So in answer to your question, Mike, yes, I still take more food, but some people would say I take the exact amount, but I know every time that uh, that I never, I always come home with unopened food. So uh, the second part of your question was, what is it? Uh, it would usually be a, Mike's only just come online. It's usually like a freeze-dried meal like that. Mm-hmm. That's a double serve, and it's only, what is the gram? 175 grams in weight. Obviously, it? You, yeah, it is. I, re- I read it with my math- yeah, I remember mathematics there was, eyes. There was one of them that I bought and um, just decided I didn't like it because I think I tasted it, but I kept carrying it in my pack as sort of that ration. Thanks, Mark. Mark's off. Mark's heading off, mate. Good on you, buddy. Thanks for thanks for hanging around for so long. Uh, enjoyed your questions as well. We'll catch up with you another time. See you, mate. But yeah, one of them went on me. 
a few trips and it never got eaten and mm -hmm. just kept coming with me because it's about backup for that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is I'll, I'll, they're so slim that I can slip that down the back kind of where the uh, water bladder goes yeah. and just forget about it. Yeah. Know that I'm not, it's not part of my meals. But if I ran into a, another person who was injured or whatever, or they've run out of food or mm -hmm. uh, I've got something there. Yeah, it makes sense to have a little bit uh, extra. Yeah. I think other things like um, yeah. slipping a few, two or three extra cliff bars in yep. that you probably won't touch. Yes, it's extra weight, but uh, if the uh, proverbial hits the fan, you are most definitely going to be able to have, that's a high calorie Mm -hmm. uh, snack yeah. that you could really, as I was saying earlier, before you jumped on, Mike, I think, uh, you know, I've done entire hikes just on a couple of cliff bars a day and it keeps up. Yeah. Yeah. Horribly high. Calories. Yeah. Cliff bars are great. And you might not have noticed, mate, but I always put one in my pocket or, or two in my pocket when I'm hiking, just in case you just separate from your bag and you get lost, you know, just to have them on you as well as what's in your bag. Yeah, that's that's something some people find themselves separated from their main pack and and then incapacitated and can't make it back to the pack that's yeah. got all the safety gear and the and the e-perb mm -hmm. and the mobile phone and the first aid kit and all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Or, got or imagine there, if but you took can't it. Get to yeah, it. yeah, got I got everything. The pack uh, fell down a cliff or something. And well, you've... you know, we spoke to uh, <clears throat> we had Andy. Um, that's what I was thinking of just then. Slozzy on as a yeah. Yep. Totally. As a guest, and that that's quite a good. Um, at first, it, you know, and, and Joe's actually said this when he listened to the first half of that podcast. He said, "Oh, this guy sounds reckless and um, crazy." And I said, "Mate, listen to the second part of the podcast, and you'll get a bit of a feel for what he's more about, what he's about, and that he's so extensively experienced that." That's not really too far beyond his realm. Yeah, yeah. But the, the point I'm getting, it's a good podcast. The point I'm getting to is he had an incident where he put his pack down and he was going to lower it down this cliff to get to the next ledge. Yeah. Roughly, I think this was from memory. He, When he lowered it down, he didn't have enough rope for the last bit. So he was kind of stuck, do I? how do I get this my pack down there because then he was going to climb down afterwards he let go of the rope and it caused the pack to bounce and tumble and go down further and then stop on the edge of this cliff the next cliff when he climbed down to get it he said if it had have tumbled one more time it would have gone off into a a space where he would not have been able to retrieve it he was in extreme conditions. In isolation. Extreme isolation. Yeah, it was. Three, four days from nowhere. <laughs> Where he started the trail was nowhere, and then he hiked for four days to nowhere. His satellite phone, everything's in the pack. That That's really, really, yeah. really. And, and he was, that really kind of hit home for him later. He was saying it. That when he thought about how badly that could have gone. Oh yeah. So you yeah, you, having something on you, a person, if you're going to walk away from your pack, uh, mm. you know, just throwing something in your pockets. Mm. 
I don't know. Yeah, don't walk too far from your pack makes sense, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh is asking, what were those ration blocks you guys did a review on? Yes. Mainstay. No, Mainstay. Mainstay, yeah. And, uh, um, Kia, that, that's another, that was another Brisbane band. <laughs> Mainstay. 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 Yes, we did a review on those, Josh. You're right. They were like a a short, a dense shortbread with a really nice lemon flavor. Yep. Now I'm good. Like a dense shortbread and it was packed with all sorts of stuff. They've basically gone through a list of things to that you need on a daily basis and they've jam packed it in and, and the way they've made it so compact is they chose to make it in biscuit form. So you would get a, a long pack, which was, uh, what do you call that? Vacuum sealed really, really well in tough packaging. And it would have, um, you'd be able to break it into three pieces and supposedly one square was a meal. Now I would agree 100% that you could easily mm-hmm. just have three squares a day and maintain yourself for days on end. Yeah. That stuff, I've Amazing. still got, I think I might have some. It lasts for five years too. Uh, I've got some of the, the water packs in my car still now. I think I finished, I ate all of the um, all of the food, but yeah, that that's a pretty good. Yeah, it's heavy, but it's heavy. But if you had something like that, yeah, good ration option. Uh, oh man, you you you'd survive for days. Yeah, it's good for like bug out bags because it lasts so long, eh? Yeah, that that's exactly what they're designed for. Is um, yeah, twelve hundred calories in in one block. That's right. Yeah, mainstay. Cool. Let's go over here for. Another question. We're still kicking along. I hope that's it's been going a long time, but uh, people have been coming in later and leaving because of time zones. So I'm happy to just keep cruising. If you are, Craig. Yeah, mate. Whatever yeah. we do, no, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Nowhere to be. Okay, Tom and Craig, what's been your most enjoyable and scary wildlife encounter? went out in the wild that's a great question from jodes oh i'll go first i'm seeing that as two separate questions not an enjoyable scary but enjoyable and scary yeah two questions enjoyable uh deer i love deer absolutely my favorite animal uh so i love just watching him, observing him. I've been lucky enough to uh, be in positions where I've been hiding in the in the bush and able to observe them for long periods of time. Uh, one time up to sort of 35 minutes, I was within 10 metres of a uh, of a herd of, of deer. These particular ones were Rusa. We also get red deer. Red deer is my favourite. Watching them just interact and move around. Hmm. Absolutely, hands down. Most enjoyable, most scary. Uh, when I got attacked by red belly, mm. black snake, venomous snake, um, 
easily most scary. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, mate? Yeah, well, my scariest encounter was when you nearly got attacked by a <laughs> Yeah, belly. you weren't even there. You I wasn't there. But 50 metres away and you... Um, but I saw another one that day that was um, ready to, to jump off that bank. Move that mouse or... Yeah, just in case. Oh, yeah. Yeah, ready to um, jump at us and I thought a pretty scary moment. That, um, <clears throat> oh, red, yeah, red that belly. first one. Yeah, Remember how yeah, we, yeah. we got some footage of it? Do you need to get that? Just move that mouse again. It should I be. did. Just so that's still working, otherwise we will have troubles. No. I don't want to click I don't want to click anything in case I Yeah, you're right. Just maybe that'll bring it back, I hope. Yeah, so um that. and that's then good. mate, I'm a bit bit soft, but that little echidna down at Tasmania. Oh, echidnas are great. Because I got some some footage. Got some good footage. And yeah. I've just watched it a few times. I love it. No, echidna would be would be up there in my in my top three, I reckon. Mm. I got a massive uh, appreciation for snakes now since we've started hiking more and more. I uh, really, I really like them. Whereas I used to be, uh, you know, I didn't never wanted to to come across one. Now, um, it's, things are quite different. I actually enjoy. Is that uh, still going? I'm still going. Uh, yeah, I actually enjoy uh, more so pythons because I know that they can't kill me instantly. But uh, yeah, but I do I do like seeing them. I like giving them a little pat. I like uh, yeah, I do like snakes. Uh, oh, that's a good question, Jamie. Has your kids' bird watching still going strong? Yeah. They're still, uh, they're still pretty, pretty into the bird watching. Recently, we went out, not specifically to bird watch, but uh, I think I mentioned in the last podcast we saw a dingo, and uh, we saw a couple of other things along the way as well. But they still enjoy it, and they're constantly teaching me. Uh, well, one of my boys came to me, well, must have been two weeks ago, and said, "Oh, Dad, you know that bird that we keep seeing." And I said, yeah, yeah, I think it's a it's a juvenile of this. And he says, no, no. I went and researched it in my bird book <laughs> and there's two different species and the grey one is not... You know butcher birds? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I always thought from growing up, there's the black and white butcher birds, right? Yeah. There's black and white magpie. Baby magpies are grey and motley yeah. until they mature. Yeah. Baby butcher birds of the black and white variety are mm. grey until mm. they mature to black and white. But the trick is there's another species of uh, butcher bird who are grey right up to maturity. Right. So every time I'd see a grey butcher bird, I'd, I'd think, oh, that's a juvenile black and white butcher bird. And he's come to me with his book and said, no, no. Oh, cool. It's a different species. We get them both in this area. So you could be looking at an adult of the gray variety. Okay, kid. <laughs> All right. Me. He's 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, so I learned a lot out of that, Jamie, and I, uh, I'm grateful for that, their interest in wildlife and the outdoors yeah, every day. <clears throat> oh, wow. Kia. Great question. If you could go hiking with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man, that's tough. 
That's tough. I I have a couple of uh, one answer. I, I kind of want to give a couple. I think one answer people would just straight up think is ridiculous, right? Because you what the, the first, as soon as I say this name, you're already thinking it, and you're right. The name I'm going to say, you're going to say that's mm. it's an over-commercialized, it's fake, it's not real. Why would you want to spend time? And and it's Bear Grylls, and but uh, he's misunderstood. He seems like a genuinely like he has a good sense of humour. He's more than adequately trained and uh, skilled to you know keep keep me alive because I'm hopeless. Uh, but I think we'd have a good laugh. Yeah, that'd be wild. Now. That's probably like a super obvious answer. And I'm not even, I don't even consider myself a fanboy of, of him. I'm just saying he seems like a good bloke and he'd, he'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, my other answer, well, I'm going to let you, I'm going to ponder for a minute. That, that may be my final answer. I'm going to let you answer while I ponder that thought a little and check some messages. <laughs> um, oh, what's his name? The um the guy off that um that show you gave me alone alone that, the um, the winner no oh the, no the that, guy who got out Rob, Rob Rob yeah yeah that's um Robinet Rob Robinet yeah yeah I really like his um his style yeah, outdoors he seems like a nice guy again I think that's obviously an important factor of wanting to spend time yeah with someone. someone you you got to have someone that you can enjoy company with I think that's so important because otherwise um, it won't go too well, will it? No, I, which is why I, which is why I kind of stand by my comment. Like I think I'd have a good laugh with Bear. We'd have a good laugh. It's Joe That's Robnett. It's Joe. Joe Robnett. Yeah, I remembered yeah, the Rob. Just remember yeah. now. So um, yeah, because of his skills at building shelters, man, incredible. I'd love to go and you know, spend a week watching him like build a. A thing and to take his dog out and yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, uh Jamie says here that there's um loads of deer in the Royal National Park and they have to try and cull them every now and then. Yeah, that for people who don't know, deer are one hundred percent introduced species in Australia. We've got five five varieties here and uh you know, the funny thing is some of them were given to us as gifts from princes and stuff like that yeah so uh it's interesting now but they they do they do ruin the uh you know that's that's the kind of flip side of my my admiration for deer is that they do ruin uh vegetation that our native animals should be uh, and they cause erosion like all sorts of stuff and they're not as bad as something like a wild boar again an introduced species but uh but yeah no it's a valid point uh yeah, so that was just your that was your answer. Like he's a pretty cool dude. I agree. Yeah, I haven't. Don't, really... What you should do if you hike with him is you take extra um, ferro rod. Yeah, I know. And lighters Poor and bastard. stuff. Oh man! If you haven't seen the series alone, it's on the History Channel. Or it used to be. It might still be on the History Channel. Mm. Uh, very very good show. And it must have been. Was that about the first season? It is. He was first season, and and, I, and it is a spoiler. But this guy puts down his ferro rod, so the the the, the striker, ferrisium rod, 
he puts it down, and you don't even see on the footage where he puts it down. Lights a fire, he's excited, he's, I think, did he have fish that night? Whatever, he's, he's, he's excited, he's got a fire on the beach and everything. When he comes back, one of two things has happened. It's either that the tides come in and washed it away, or washed rocks or something over it, or he's le- left it too close to the fire and it's actually um, burnt and melted it. And, and it's disappeared. So he, he realizes he's lost this and he spends hours and hours and he's almost, I mean, he's close to tears, like he's fretting because it's his one source of, and he's, and he straight up says, I'm not a good, you know, I don't know how to do the, the bow drill or anything. And, and that ferrisium rod was his ticket to, to fires for the time that he's out in the wilderness in this competition. And he has to tap out. He has to tap out. Mm-hmm. Can't make fire. Crazy, eh? Yeah. Sad. Was sad because he was a good dude. <laughs> it's awful. Everything happens for a reason. <clears throat> Who's this? Uh, it says, what up? Do you remember? It's just a question mark. <clears throat> and I can't see the uh, the icon. Hang on. You see, it's really hard to see the... Les Hiddens, the um, Bush Tucker man, would be um, Kiers. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, good one. That's man. a great one. That would be Kia. so cool. That's that's cool. Yeah, Bush Tucker man's a legend. Um, Joe says, "Poor Joe, I so wanted him to win that. What an error! Yeah. Felt his pain, hundred yeah. percent. We all did. Yeah. Um, Joe's also says that's scary hearing about that um, snake attack. Yeah, it was scary being there." Um, Joe would hopefully so see I the guess funny you don't side remember of me. Who is that? <clears throat> I, I, I can't. I, there's no name. It's just a question mark, and uh, <laughs> as an icon, but for in our defence, you can't even see. Uh, can't even see the. Um, look, I don't even know what that icon is because it's so tiny. We have been in the forest together. All three of us. All three of us. I don't know. Does that mean Craig as well? Or does that mean someone else with with me? To troll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it could be it could be Alex. It could be uh no, but um Demo, Alex. Demo, did... Demo. <clears throat> oh, we did some acid, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely, <laughs> I remember you are now. <laughs> um, where were we? Dark Earth. Yeah, Joe would hopefully see the funny side of that. Bring in a pharaoh mod. Mine would be Brooke from A Different Season of Alone. Um, <clears throat> can't... Remember Brooke, but I remember there was some some really impressive uh, female contestants with impressive outdoor skills, especially on the last one. That was cool. Yeah, totally. It was really good. Um, yeah, it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, this is uh, Jodes. Are you still awake? Um, I think he's going to go, wasn't he? 
Uh, it's, I think he was going to go, but um, not sure if... Um, We're going to have to get some lunch soon. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting late. Um, Paul Kirtley has great interviews with both Joe and Les on his podcast. <clears throat> That's interesting. We should um, we should check that out. Thanks, Kia. Uh, Joe says, as a as I'm a huge fan of the Hike or Die podcast, when will I? be made an official honorary ambassador for Hike or Die. I'd say there's probably going to be um, a long list of of uh, challenges that one would have to partake in. Initiation. Yeah, in, in, a, in a way. Um, some form of an initiation, which which would be both mentally and physically challenging mm. and hilarious for us yeah, it has to be, be funny. funny it'd be funny for yeah, us really we'd funny. have to see videos and photos of it he's up for it. you could tell Jodes do this and and you and you'll get <laughs> um you'll be an ambassador yeah do it he'll do it hands down so um probably something like that mate <laughs> so yeah set us all a challenge Oh, so that's all challenge. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a great idea. Hey, maybe we need to set that challenge for the person to um, to win that uh, that year subscription to Topo Maps. Yeah. Oh, hiking for happiness. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm struggling to remember. Um, I'm struggling to remember your first name. Excuse me. <laughs> I think I wrote it down, unless you tell me first. Mark, it is Mark. It's another Mark. It's funny because, um, Mark, there was a uh, another Mark on earlier, and as soon as he said his name was Mark, I thought I thought it was you, but then he said he was in the U.S., and I thought, oh, that, that that's not um, that's not the Mark we're talking about. Is you're in? Are you in WA as well? Is that right? Or are you from Victoria? Why don't I just wait for you to answer? I could just say every single state. Tasmania. You went from Tasmania. Are you from the ACT? <laughs> no, I'm pretty, um, now the more I think about New South Wales, Victoria border. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah, we mentioned you on the last podcast. We were talking about um, we we're talking about your emails back and forth because we were discussing. That lighthouse walk, remember that? We yeah. discussed the lighthouse oh, walk. Right. Well, yeah. it was Mark that was telling me that, <clears throat> that another another place that he knows of was probably going to move towards uh, that hut-type scenario where mm-hmm. then the price of the the camping or, uh, yeah, campsites goes up, but also it can make it quite inaccessible to uh, normal budget hikers. I mean, I don't mind paying money for huts, but... The idea of uh, of of hiking trails is should be about accessibility first, and if you are and staying in a hut second, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. I, I've got to be able to continue to take friends or kids, uh, pay the national parks fee of what is it now five fifty a night or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, for like for yeah. Australia, five dollars fifty per person per night. Pretty good. Pay that. 
<clears throat> take your own gear and uh, have fantastic time. There still needs to be that. If there needs, if there's going to be a cabin facility, that's fine. That either needs to be incorporated in the price. If it's a basic, maybe slightly higher price for a basic cabin, but moving 100% towards uh, flashy cabins where you can only pay 100, $150 a night or whatever. To have this kind of experience is, I don't think that's fair because you're taking that away from um, the average punter or somebody just getting into something. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Is, is anyone, I mean, we're ready just to, to head off now. We've covered everything, covered all of Jade's questions. All those ones yeah, that's good. all the questions I had for everyone that sent in. And I think we hit everything on the chat there. If anyone's got a quick question, <clears throat> uh, shoot it right now because I reckon it might be the last one. Yeah. Drum roll. Oh, oh. Jamie, thank you. Um Keep being awesome. Oh, we'll do our best. We will stay safe. Uh, thanks for the great start to the day. Oh, I hope I hope it was okay. Um, Jade's, Jade's long list of challenges. Bring it on. Thanks for making the podcast happen in this format. Yeah, I appreciate it. Look, honestly, um, thanks, Kia, as well. Thanks very much. It's been... For anybody who's kind of sitting around, um, it's it's been so much fun to have to be able to answer. I mean, <clears throat> just to be straight up and and clarify questions and ask, do yeah. you mean this or do you mean that? And I'll give you the the answer. It's been Immediate. fantastic. Yeah, it's... It, it's a great format. Uh, yeah, I don't want to speak for you, Craig, but I feel like this is a format that I definitely uh, yeah like it in, engage in again and yeah. And run a podcast like this. Maybe not every single one, but definitely yeah, it's uh, been... every couple get in here and have a good laugh. Why not? Thanks for joining in, guys. Yeah, really appreciate it. I you think you have, have any to, closing um, words. Cue that music, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep talking about something interesting so we don't lose everybody. <laughs> no, it's been, uh, been fun. And um, yeah, it's a bit different getting up so early for a podcast, but... Why not? I think we'll do it again. What I don't really have uh, specifically any anything coming up. As I said, if you've if you've tuned in and you haven't been around since the start of this marathon, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a landscape photographer on in the near future. So uh, keep that in mind. That's gonna be a a, a fantastic um, guest. We, we've had him on before and really explored what he's about. Uh, his name's um, Odebjörn. Go back and check out that podcast if you haven't. But we're going to have him on not not as a guest so much as a source of uh, information so we can hit him up with, with tips and tricks for landscape photography. Uh, there's a few others that I can't mention that are in the pipeline at the moment, some really interesting people that have reached out to us and I just need to uh, uh, kind of work out times and dates with them. I haven't even discussed them with you yet, but some really cool people. Um, Sounds great. Coming through. So, uh, you know, I always say this, and it's at the end of every podcast. Um, we do appreciate you, your support. It's been, yeah, fantastic. And today, you know, it's just proof that that we're all kind of, uh, you know, 
Whoa, the kids going nuts up there. It's Must awesome. <laughs> this. They want you up there. Uh, someone needs help. <clears throat> so thanks again. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys hanging out and uh, making it fun. Yeah. Would have been boring if it was <clears throat> just with him. Totally. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, we'd really appreciate your ratings and comments if you can spare the time. If you'd like to know more about Hike or Die TV and keep track of our adventures around Australia, make sure you drop by hikeordie.com. That's where you'll find all the information you'll need to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or Pinterest. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.